0: guys we are pleased to say that we are associated with the Sophie Lancaster Foundation charity and now a message from one of our supporters hi I'm Manny Malpass Metalhead from BBC2's The Um thank you so so much for the work you do in the Sophie Lancaster Foundation um, as someone that grew up different and was drawn to this community because I was different the work that you do to combat bullying and to um, prevent prejudice for people like us, just because of the way we look, um, is invaluable. Every time somebody donates or raises funds for the Sophie Lancaster Foundation, they're working to ensure that nobody ever has to
1: suffer again. Um, I'm very, very proud to have been able to donate to it in the past, and I, I hope you continue the work you're doing far, far into the future. Thank you so much. To learn more about this wonderful charity, head on over to www.SophieLancasterFoundation.com.
2: Hey, this is PR Brown. I'm a director, photographer, designer, and I'm hanging here with Tom and Jamie for the Chronicles of Podcasts.
3: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Chronicles of Podcast.
0: Today, we interview a man who is a music video director, a graphic designer, and was once nominated for a Grammy. He's a wonderful human.
3: These are the Chronicles, and we are Brown. This is my last serenade.
1: Welcome everybody to the 21st edition. Yes, we are old enough to drink in America, of the Chronicles of Podcast. And these are the Chronicles of PR Brown. Joining you as always, it is I, the bearded Brummy Jamie. And with me, my partner in crime, my number one guy. Is this guy. It's a Scotsman Tom. Jamie's weighing in. Jesus, not even
0: saying hello to the peeps. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm joking. Hi, guys. It's awesome, Time. It's nice to see you all. Welcome to a special Christmas edition of the Chronicles of Podcast. Jamie Westwood, come yeah! on. Fucking Christmas edition. Pop- and why do you say PR Brown's so elongated? It was like, people like, who's the guest? Oh, there's a P. It's a P, guys. Right, ready? Hang on. Wait, brace yourselves. There's a P. Right, any ideas? Any clues? Oh, wait, there's an R now. There's an R. PR. Anyone? Whose public
1: relations are we talking about? I oh, I knew God. that was coming. <laughs> I thought I'd give his name some juice, Some uh, je ne sais quoi. Some,
0: some what? Some Some, zhush. Zhush. <laughs> some Do you know what? The other half asked for, for pudding earlier, which made me laugh my ass off. And she was meant to say sticky toffee pudding, right? right? Do you know what she said? Go on. Slobby blobby pudding. <laughs> Slobby blobby pudding because it it fell out of her face, she couldn't say it properly. She was like, Oh, mum, I'd love to have some slobby blobby pudding. (laughs) Somewhat sorry, (laughs) slobby blobby pudding (laughs)
1: that That sounds like something you could buy in a supermarket in
3: the
0: 90s. That it sounds like a a pedo blobby, yeah, (laughs) slobby blobby. (laughs) He's
1: got his image of blobby in a trench coat, slobby blobby blobby.
0: That was his brother. <laughs> we don't talk about him. <laughs> so uh, okay. So anyway, right. So I've got a question for you. First of all, how was your weighing? Weighing was I lost
1: two pounds. Yes. Yeah, baby.
0: Put on two stone. It's Christmas, baby. I was going to say
1: um, I'm having a week off this week.
0: Amazing. I want to enjoy Christmas week. So I won't. I won't. We'll, we'll check in in a couple of weeks time. Yeah. Um. what <laughs> be for best. Jamie, question. Why? Yes. I've never understood this. You know, when people get like gift cards and vouchers are for Christmas, yeah? Mm. And it comes in a card, yeah? Yes. So when people got to spend said vouchers or said gift cards, why do people bring the envelope that it came in? No one needs
1: to know. I don't know. I've never understood that one myself. I don't know. If people are like, oh, I've got vouchers. Like, oh, awesome. No worries at all. Bear with me a minute. Oh, this is,
0: this is from Granny. So, just bear- <laughs> so this is the. All right. But you could have literally just gone, here's the card. Envelope. Yeah. hang on I mean oh, oh
1: yeah oh lovely
0: absolutely okay there's the card
1: I've never understood never no, understood I've never got it either just just put the card in your wallet mate we don't exactly. need to know where you got it <laughs>
3: from
1: surely it's easier for you to carry around if you just that's what I'm saying
0: wallet. that is what I'm saying like you don't need to be you don't need to, have to get the card out of the envelope and open the card to get the card out to give it rather yeah. than just go like bosh there you go cheers and thank you very much see you later it just makes no sense yeah so yeah,
2: work, uh, work were
0: very generous and gave us a really nice voucher today for MS.
3: Oh. And it was
0: very respectable. And it came out of the car, then I was like, ah. So, yeah, yeah. So that's what I said. How are you anyway? I'm very well.
1: It's half past eleven at night. It's a nighttime recording. I've just finished work an hour and a half ago, but you know what? I'm kind of buzzing on life. So Wouldn't that be more like time recording? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> No, it's
0: fine. It'd be oh, like, yeah, yeah, it'd be more like um, those French perfume adverts. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like, Je vous gère. Like, why? So I watched a perfume advert recently, and it's for Chanel. And they're dancing, they're dancing on the moon. And then they start to, like, levitate and shit, and they're, like, cuddling into each other. It's like, Chanel is so fan. Like, but what's the moon? Why do perfume adverts confuse the fuck out of everybody? They just don't make per- perfume adverts and car adverts. Neither of them make any sense. No, yeah, but the car adverts are like the car drives way. Like this is where <laughs> and it drives on sand or roads or whatever. But perfume adverts make no fucking sense. No, it'd make more sense if someone walked up to someone. You smell nice. What's that?
3: Zhoop. Ah, sorted.
1: Yeah, like Lynx. Which... it's always like the Lynx effect, and I know the women are like,
3: oh my god. I was going
1: to say a fair play to Lynx. They know how to do an advert. Slash Axe
0: if you're American. But then you get like Givenchy or fucking, you know, Calvin Klein. It's always like, oh. And then it's just like a pig turns up out of nowhere and it starts flying. It's just like, hey, do you want to come and enjoy some ham and bacon and sausage? Yeah. Like this over here. And then they're on planet Pluto. And then all of a sudden there's like a buggy that just drives along and it's just like, Jared Leto gets out and says, I'd like some chips and can I have some fish as well? i Have salt and vinegar, please, lovely. And then uh, is Yorkshire for, for no reason whatsoever? And it cuts to another scene where Ryan Reynolds is driving on this like, really um, massive like uh, futuristic highway on a hovercraft, but it's like a hoverboard and like converts itself into a car. And then he's in a Transformer and Optimus Prime just turns up and he's like, yeah, so anyway, we're going to defeat those Decepticons. Um, and Thor turns up and he's like, Givenchy. And then Johnny Depp walks past in a desert. Yeah. Walking walking backwards <laughs> with his clothes on the complete wrong way around.
1: Sausage. <laughs> I just don't get perfume adverts. <laughs> I don't even, but I want to watch your perfume adverts. <laughs> People are like, oh, yes, lovely. I'd love
0: to have a smell of that. But why are we on Pluto? Why? why what's a pig got to do with it? Why, are we all, why is Jared Leto got a Yorkshire accent ordering fish and chips? <laughs> why what is what's Optimus Prime here? Yeah. But I definitely want some of that juke. I'd say that advert spoke to me, spoke to me. I tell you, I definitely need some, 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 sorry. I'm not, yeah. I, oh, dude. I just had an idea. Um, which is totally, like, <laughs> totally. Now, whenever you order, aftershade perfume, anything. When you order it, you have to whisper it in the accents. So, yeah. So, you can imagine you'd be like, someone's, someone's going, hello, mate, can I get some Givenchy in the black label? The, the Givenchy, oh, sorry, bear. I do apologise. Class of black gentleman, please, black label. And they oh, like, why'd oh, you yes, say that that's... in the first place? Exactly. Why'd you just fucking say it, you twat? Yes, of course you can. Here you go. Uh, thank you very much, uh, Chanel, uh, Calvin Klein, uh,
3: yeah,
0: uh, <laughs> merci, monsieur. I'm actually a lady, but don't worry about it. It's fine.
1: Uh, <sighs> so, uh, everyone, welcome to our Christmas bumper special. <laughs> <laughs> Just in
0: in, you're just inside my mind. There's these things that just I just don't get perfect adverts. Also, why are cinemas playing like fifty adverts and a try and like seven trailers before you watch a movie?
1: Fucking I went to cinema the other day. I'll talk about it in a minute, but it was adverts, trailers, more adverts. And then the film was like, what the fuck is going on?
0: Cinema had obviously gone. (laughs) We've just got no money. Let's play 57 adverts, the same one. So every time you come to the cinema, we play the exact, the exact same adverts in the exact same order before you watch your bloody movie. Because oh. we, I'll get to it in a minute as well. But we obviously, I went to the cinema last night uh, to go watch a movie. It's like, 7.50, the show, is was at 7.50. The film started at half eight. What?
1: Yeah. Because you had 40 minutes of shit. That is nuts. Oh, it's just like, this is ridiculous. I can't even think if they say your showing is 7.50, the film should start at 7.50. Yeah. Start your trailers at 7.30 or whatever. Just, no. But I don't get the, there's the Pepsi advert that I don't
0: understand now, where she, t- she screws the top off, pours the Pepsi out and then drinks nothing.
3: And you're I'm like... I'm not sitting
0: that one. And she's like,
3: oh, delicious.
0: <laughs> like, what, air? You just drank fucking nothing, love. Like, oh, but the bottle's are 100% recycled. Yeah, but he didn't actually drink any Pepsi at all. So it's the whole point of the advert to pour your Pepsi away and then just down nothing. Mate, you might get a drop.
1: <laughs> oh, Pepsi Max, refreshing.
3: Not a single
1: <laughs> It's advert. <laughs> how have we got onto adverts? Anyway, Jamie, how are you? <laughs>
3: I'm, not, I'm very well. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm very amused and I don't really want to see your perfume adverts but yeah I'm good I'm very good
0: but yes as you said this is a nighttime recording this is um, a
1: night recording it's that just Christmas a Christmas
0: special it is we've had a bit of a fuck up with scheduling uh, where basically Jamie went I'm too tired tonight okay that's fine we'll do it tomorrow right I've, I can't do today I've got this this and this on oh wait hang on we'll do it later yeah okay no worries <laughs> I'd already made plans
1: but that's fine right after uh, I'm really tired now oh right, for fuck's sake <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's just, just not gone. But the way I see it is if that had gone to plan, we wouldn't have got this glorious insight into your mind of perfume adverts. So it all worked out for the best. Yeah, I suppose so. I suppose so. There's but, one um, thing I learned from last week's episode. Things go wrong for the right reasons. Because then you get gold. That's okay. Well, fair. You've got me there. You've got
0: say,
3: me
1: there. See? you. Gotcha. Um, hands up. Hands up. As it is our Christmas episode, are you all ready for Christmas? Are you are you v- you and ready to go? So...
0: Tonight, I um, had to head over to Newport to go and see the half. So we had plans tonight to do all the rest of the shopping, uh, which we did. Uh, I had dinner and I was meant to finish off the second tree. Um, And then obviously, yeah, we have two trees. So one's in the living room, one's in the dining room at her mum's house. Um, so we got all that finished and then obviously I had to pop back because I had to record so she um, took my bag so my bag's now got so this is my last night here for like six nights Um, Mm. so I she took my bag with her which is good so I don't have to lug that around work all day tomorrow Um, so yeah we're practically ready to go now Um, yeah so you're spending Christmas at the Rafson? yes it was really funny because my mum rang me this is about a month or two ago um it was about a month and a half ago and she was like oh love um so what are you doing for christmas then i was like well uh, the other half's mum's asked if i want to stay there she went fantastic because mean, the girls were sorted <laughs> nice what <laughs> oh she's like yeah well we're, we're sort of I just went to make sure you're okay before I, we, we finalized everything i was like oh thanks mum. cheers
1: you've basically already planned christmas without me yeah, Appreciate I was like, that. at the same time she, that she was checking, so she didn't finalise the plans. That's kind of sweet, but why would you make plans? Yeah, that's a double-edged sword if you've ever heard of. Oh, actually, they're, 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 those plans are finalised, 100%. They seem to
0: know if <laughs> they need to include me or not. They just need to know if they added a plus one. Who wants Tom this year? Who, who wants him? <laughs> Kate, do you want him or um, do you want him, mate? Fucking hell, got a size ginger prick.
1: <laughs> but no, I'm pretty much done i gotta pop out tomorrow with the kids to get the last little bits of food like fresh food like cauliflower potatoes broccoli and all that are you having
0: the children's this
1: year so what we do is we go spend christmas day at the in-laws and then on boxing day we have the kids here and have like christmas number two with so basically christmas dinner two days in a row it's wicked that is banging i mean for me christmas is all about the din's two two days of pigs in blankets get in my face
0: Absolutely, boys.
1: Absolutely. How much sprout cheese have you got for Christmas Day? Have you actually tried that sprout cheese I yet? was about to say, I finally tried the sprout oh, cheese. Oh, my ass. I was going to do a video of me having it, but it didn't go to plan. But I, I was a bit disappointed.
0: Does it taste like cheese?
1: Yeah, I couldn't really taste the sprouts.
0: To be honest with you, Jay, sprouts are pretty much flavourless anyway, unless you cook them with that like, pancetta and shit. I love sprouts. I love the taste of sprouts. I, I like sprouts, it. but sprouts don't really have a taste. They're just a big ball of
1: leaf. <laughs> big ball of leaf. Big ball, aren't they? They're delicious. Yeah, I was a little They're bit lovely. disappointed. I was a little bit disappointed. But you bought fucking three. I, I'm still going to eat the shit out of it. I ate the whole block in one go. Don't eat the, the shit pack. out of Eat the cheese, just not the shit. I'll, I'll leave the shit alone. I should eat all the cheese here. But no. All the presents are wrapped, minus one, which I'm still waiting to turn up, which I get the feeling isn't going to happen before oh, Christmas. Oh, shit. So is it a really important one as well, isn't it? Nah, luckily it's just a little thing for Lena, so it's not too bad. But. Ah, okay. But no, yeah, we're pretty much done. Tonight is the final night of Elf on my goddamn shelf, because the next day it's, here, have your Christmas Eve box, and then he pisses off back with Santa, so job done.
0: Nice work. Nice work. Next
1: year, I'm pre-planning, because every night, this month, it's been... Oh, what can we do now? That is all ready to go. So we're good for Christmas. Good, good, Back excellent. Today. So,
0: what have you been doing with yourself, then, my friend? I've had a pretty busy bloody week.
1: I'm not going to lie to you. That time, yeah, uh, it was Lena's. But <laughs> it was Lena's birthday. Um, so a week ago today, then. No? Oh wow, so, yeah, nice. Obviously, it's been since recorded, so yeah, Lena's had her birthday. She's now ten years old. Whoa, dude! Double digits. So that was nice. That. We just went around there, spent a bit of time with them. It was a, it was a school day and she had school the following day, so she can't really do a lot. No. Yeah. So I say, that's what matters. precisely. So, and she got her roller skates that she wanted off me for God knows how long, so she's a happy bunny. Lovely. Um, What else did I do? Because it's Christmas, you do those things where you take your kids to see Santa. Um, One of our friends loves a charity finger range where Santa comes down the road and whatnot. Oh, yeah. We waited over a fucking hour in the cold, waiting for Santa to come down the road.
0: Bloody Santa. He's yeah, so just... he's busy. He's got all these countries to visit, all these places to go, you know. No, but it was cold.
1: But it was one yeah. of those ones is like, he does this journey. It starts at this time and he gets to you when he gets to you. <laughs> he's got to stand there and wait. Don't you ever think,
0: like, how do kids not cotton on? It's supposed to come once a year, yet you can see him whenever you want throughout December.
1: Yeah, I've, I've often wondered this. And my conclusion is kids are stupid. Yeah. Yeah, kids are pretty fucking stupid. But I'll tell you what, though, it was worth it. Because as soon as Santa appeared, my God, Olivia's face lit up. She was like, Santa!
3: Hi, Santa!
1: She's like, absolutely loving life. I was like, it was worth it. It well, was worth amazing. it. that's lush. I can't feel my nipples anymore, but it was worth it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's sad to
0: see, but my nippers have chopped all my fingers off, so I'm
1: trying to <laughs> can, keep my hands
0: warm. I can cut glass now, but it's worth it. <laughs> Do you reckon that when the nipples get really hard, they make that sh- noise that you take <laughs> when you take a sword out, it's the casing?
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, I went to go see Spider-Man. We can't talk about it yet, unfortunately. No, but my God. Do you know it was that good? I went to go see it with my sister and the wife, and it was amazing. And I may have got a little bit emotional, and it was absolutely incredible. And then the following day, I met up with Claire. We had a night out. We went to Nando's, we played a bit of pool, and we went to go see Spider-Man again. So I've seen it twice.
0: Not that, obviously, because I don't want to spoil it for the, the listeners, but obviously I've not seen it yet, and I'm absolutely dying inside. <laughs> I know you've been to the cinema, like, three times this week. How have you not seen it yet? Because we're, we're now doing alternate, we're being nice to each other, we're doing alternate screenings. And I thought that, I'll get, to, I'll get to it in a minute, but I thought Resident Evil was coming out of the cinema, so I thought, shit, I better see that first before it goes out. I could see the laundry. It yeah. wasn't worth
1: it. <laughs> oh, my God. I'll get to that in a minute. Uh, what else would I done? Um A friend of ours had a Santa visit to the house, so yes, my child was not stupid once, but twice. Um, which was It was fun, but my God, it was possibly one of the worst Santas I've ever seen in my life. He literally just walked to the door and went, ho, ho, ho didn't say a word this elf lady did it all and then he just sat there and went Olivia you are on the nice list have a certificate and a Bob the Builder sticker scene toy because kids still care about Bob the Builder really there was no like jolliness there was no no he was oh, the most depressed God. Santa he must have travelled from the North Pole that morning was thin and a little bit like just, I don't know was <laughs> <knackered>. <laughs> imagine Gosh.
0: like Olivia be on the nice list get a whiskey bottle down it. And then, <laughs> Hey, fucking, have your fucking
1: present love have you a a your Bob the Builder sticker, you little shit oh, whiskey whiskey <laughs> lovely and um other than that I've watched five Christmas movies so far oh my days well when we were present rapping, I was like well I've got to put a Christmas film on because we're wrapping presents I, well no I, well, whoa 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 back that shit up who was wrapping presents the wife was wrapping presents and I was as it <laughs> as it is my designated task every year I am sellotate bitch <laughs> Your I'll status on social media. Give me was some sellotape. Fucking hilarious! Oh, I was just—I was contemplating suicide. I really was. I was just absolutely hating it. I hate wrapping presents. I even hate doing the sellotape bit. My job is literally cut the tape, put it on, write the tag, and i was just like, I hate this so much. I'm not joking, right? I
0: was at the half's house, and I was watching Russell Howard, um, so catching up with it, and like, I was just chilling. And she got given, she'd had some presents to wrap. And I think her mum was like, oh, do you mind just doing these for me? Because I'm popping out for dinner. This was Sunday. And uh, I looked, it was like, oh, you got quite a bit there. She's like, yeah. Literally, Russ had started. I think i have watched 10 minutes gone cool, I'm done. Like, sorry, what? What? Like, she literally like, she just does it. Like, chatting to me like, yeah. <laughs> there you go, done. Like, what the ass? <laughs> well, how, how, she, how have you just? How did you realise you you're of a half as a robot? She absolutely loves it, like loves it, that she's nailed it down to a point where she doesn't even have to pay attention. That's quite (laughs) impressive. It's
1: mental. She could give classes, and every woman in the world would sign up. (laughs) That's just like (laughs)
0: there
1: you go, Dan. That's amazing. What? The show's just started. What have you done? (laughs) Do you want some help? No, 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 no. I love doing this. I was like, okay. Can you get her to have a word with the wife?
0: she's because a wonderful human
1: if she says she doesn't want your help and you can crack on and do what you want while she wraps presents I need that
0: I'm just lucky I'm still a very lucky boy
1: you are a lucky boy no what five Christmas movies we watched Nightmare Before Christmas obviously um, oh Home Alone 2 but I believe I mentioned that last week that we watched that yeah movie. dude, uh, I still can't remember how much I love that film The Grinch I forgot how good that film was Jim Carrey like the Jim Carrey one of course hate 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 love so funny um, obviously I had to watch Love Actually because it's Christmas you can't watch yeah. Love Actually at Christmas and I watched one that we discussed with last week's guest and I decided to re-watch it because I haven't seen it in years and that's National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation and it is glorious I forgot how good that film is
0: I need to get that on my way to watch that. But I know the half hates stupid films, so I'm just going to have to try and watch it on my own. But now I'm screwed because this is my last night on my own for six nights, so... (laughs) Uh,
1: Just make a watch it's fine. Yeah, it'll be alright. What about you? What have you been up to?
0: Um, So as previously mentioned, I've been to the cinema three times uh, in the space since we last recorded. So we now do a Tuesday and a Thursday sort of evening where we go to the cinema at the moment, because there's quite a lot we want to see. So last Tuesday we went and watched Boxing Day because it's a Christmas movie. Did the half really wanted to see it, um, so we went and saw that. That was actually really good, and it actually made me a little bit emotional. I'm not gonna lie, I was a bit like, "God damn it!" The singer from Little Mix is in it. Oh. Um, yeah, it was, it was, it was, I quite enjoyed it. Um, and then um, we went Thursday night. So Thursday night was my choice, and like I said earlier, I thought, "Shit, Resident Evil's gonna get taken out before." Because it's like coming to the end of its thing. But Spider Man had been in two days. Mm. And I thought, should I go see Spider Man? I thought, there's going to be a lot of people, though. I'm like, no, screw it. I'll watch Resident Evil because it's coming out. And I watched Spider Man this week. Went to watch Resident Evil, not fucking worth it at all. Is gone it not? Terrible. They've literally gone, ah, um uh, the three games, just mash them fucking together. There you go, done. It's, it's oh. horrific. And the acting's so like, Oh, it's a zombie. Shit. Ah. Bah. Cool, they're all dead. Anyway, what's next? Oh, buddy. Cool. Bah. Oh, he's dead. Cool, that's it. Anyway, it was just a bit like, oh, this is really forced and horrible. I don't like it. So, oh.
3: well, yeah. That
0: looked good from the trailer as well. Yeah, it's not. It's not. It's it's poor. I'm not going to lie. I was a bit like, oh, I really wish I hadn't watched this now. <laughs> um, And then we went, last night, um, and bless her, I said. She, I was like, "What do you want to see?" Because we, she wanted to go and see West Side Story. And then I got an email saying they have been cancelled and the scheduling starts. So she's like, "Cool, okay, we'll go watch House of Gucci." I was like, "Yeah, absolutely fine. I actually want to see that." But she's like, "I know you want to watch Spider Man, don't you?" And I was like, "Yeah, but it's not my turn. It's not my choice. It's your choice this time, and I'm gonna. I'll happily watch whatever you want." Um, and then I noticed that West Side Story had not been cancelled. I don't know where the email came from. So we went and saw West Side Story, and she absolutely loved it. Like she was singing, she was like proper boogie in her chair. There's an old lady in front of me who was proper, like Wee! it was really funny. <laughs> Bless it, so lush. Um, It's it's not a bad movie. I actually I actually enjoyed it. I was I was skeptical. So I'm like, okay, this is not really my thing. Um, but seeing her so happy made me happy. So I was like, well, you know, and it, it's not okay, a mate. bad movie. Spielberg's done a good job.
1: Um, I saw the trailer for it and I was like, this doesn't look bad, but it doesn't appeal to me at all. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so we enjoyed that. So we did that. Uh,
0: what else have I been doing? I've had quite a lot of time off reannoring because I were, I ed three days last week, um, which was so lovely. I got sent to another store. I got sent to Penarth, which is like Ooh. the nice, posh area of Cardiff. It's it's lovely up there. The, the, you know, the sort of places where people in their mid-40s still call kind their of mum mummy. <laughs> Oh mate, I felt so sick. This woman, yeah. I I was serving her, and she was like in mid four. She went, "Oh mummy, they're lovely, aren't they?" I was like, "Oh god, <laughs> <laughs> please don't fucking say that again." And and I and somebody spent the most amount of money on their child on glasses I've ever seen in my life. On a child's glasses, five pairs, five pairs, and he's got to come back in three months. And like, love, you, you don't need five pairs. Why?
1: But she was just like, nah, here you go. Here's all the money. We're like, Jesus. Unless he's like the clumsiest kid ever who will fucking break them within days. I was just a
0: bit like, you don't need five pairs when you've got a three-month you
3: really you know, con-
0: I it's unnecessary, but you know, I don't have all the money to spend. So I have I two pairs
1: and I barely wear one of them. I was at the varies. These are the varies. Concerning you wearing berries at 35. I don't even know what it means.
0: Varifocals. Yeah. So you've got your distance out the top of your lenses, you've got your intermediate arms length for the middle and you've got your reading at the bottom.
3: Oh, well, there you go. And
0: it's all about eye movement, so your close-up's down here but you fire your long is at the top. Well, I've... to be fair, they just look like a piece of glass. I haven't got a fucking glue. Maybe they aren't your varifocals. i will have to have a look for you. Anyway, irrelevant. Anyway. That's not, no, maybe it's all about work. I'm trying to do, 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 do a show. You, you? Start, you start asking. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah we, I worked there uh, and what was so frustrating is on the Friday because it's only about 20 minutes train journey away from me but it's it's other side of the bay so walking is about two hours um, so I got the train but then on Friday evening they started cancelling the trains and it took me two and a half hours to get home Jeez, why? it was absolute bullshit I was at the station like this is ridiculous um, so yeah so I finished at half five I got home at eight that is ridiculous. Oh, luckily I had the weekend off. Um, so, yeah, just been playing a lot of Madden, which is I've been really enjoying my Madden game at the moment. Like, NFL, NFL for those who don't know what Madden is, um, just been, like, binging it so much by playing it. Uh, Me and the half have been binging 24. We're on season three now. Um, she's absolutely loving it. So that was, we've been enjoying that very thoroughly. Um, yeah, man, and then getting ready for Crimbo, really, more than anything else. Um, we were, at, she was heartbroken because tonight we were meant to go and see Beauty yeah, and the Beast, yeah. the musical. Um, and today they announced they've cancelled every single show in, in Wales because of the new and the new lockdown announcements that we've got.
1: The um, yeah, they restricted even more yesterday, didn't they? Yeah,
0: so they've now cancelled every so we I'm now getting that money back. Um, so we've decided to go all out, and we're booking our trip to New York in March 2023. So fucking buzzing for that. Ooh. So we thought we'd go Broadway instead. You know, we're still doing the same thing because it was meant to be for her birthday. Still doing the same thing, just upgraded in a year and a half's time. Fair play. Yeah, very much looking forward to that. Very so, Jamie, nice. So, I believe we are thoroughly caught up. I think we are. Do you think we should uh hear from our, our friends at Stoke Cozy? I think we should. Hey Jamie, do you like being cozy? I do. And do you like staying cozy? I like that even more. Then just heading over to www.staycozyclothing.com,
1: where you can find hoodies, tees, sweaters, and much, much more. With a new fall line out now. And just enter the chronicles as one word at checkout to receive ten percent off your order. And make sure you follow them on the Instagram at Stay Cozy Clothing to keep up to date with all the new
0: designs. Remember guys, that's The Chronicles as one word at checkout to receive 10% off your order. And now back to this week's episode.
2: Hey guys, this is John Karabi from pretty much every band but ABBA. And you are listening to The Chronicles of Podcast. Turn it up.
1: I still need that Rainbow Panda hoodie. Oh my God, it was
0: beautiful, wasn't it? It really is. Absolutely beautiful. Hey, Jamie.
1: Hello.
0: Is it's time it for time? a special Christmas edition of Callum's Treachings.
1: <laughs> Welcome
0: to Callum's Treachings. Welcome to another edition of Callum's Treachings. Before we begin the Treachings, Callum has sent me something that I must sing to you all before we begin. Okay. It contains the number of treaches that are in the special Christmas edition at the same time.
3: (laughs) I love this man so much.
0: (laughs) Okay. How am I going to start? This is the question. So let's go straight into it. Sung in the tune to 12 Days of Christmas. Five golden treachings. Oh, five. Jamie's APC, Tom's Journal, entries to fantastic hosts, and many great interviews. Oh, that was awesome. I love I that. That was a wonderful. I Thank you that. so much, Callum. Thank you so much. Five treachings for Callum's treachings this week for oh. a special Christmas Eve edition of the love Chronicles it. of Podcast. Jamie! Oh, yeah. What is Callum treaching us
4: this week? Santa's actually pretty evil. Um, If you think about his unfair labour practices, animal abuse, breaking and entering, and surveillance, it's no wonder he's not been locked up.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'll destroy Santa on the first treach.
0: Done. That, that is fantastic.
1: fucking right, though. <laughs> I've
0: been waiting for the absolute bastard, Now i will sat there like, k- k- come on let's there, there, where are you?
1: Come on, then. You let's want to liberate my Rudolph, house. motherfuckers.
0: <laughs> I don't understand how kids again are like, but yeah, so i going to be sat there ready for him, like, where are you, little bastard? I'm going <laughs> to blow you up. You want to break into my house? <laughs> I love you.
1: I did find that weird the other day too. I was thinking about it, it like, why are we glorifying someone breaking into our house when we're asleep? Yeah, and why do we tell all our children about it and they love it? <laughs> it's kind of weird when you think
0: about it. <laughs> and you, you put your fake footprints on the thing and they're like, look, he's been in that. Look, yeah. he's been. But then normally it'd be like, what's that noise? What's that noise? Why is that, you know, someone else says, look, get the bats, love, get the bats." <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, just let, wait a minute. Let me put the light on. Hang on. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I just gotta work, work, work. I know you're trying to break into my ass, but can I just wake up a minute, please? <laughs> Oh, ho, oh, oh. ho. Oh, it's fine. It's just Santa. It's just Santa. Oh, it's fine. He'll, he'll close the door it's, behind him. It's all it Massively caught me out there, Santa. I thought someone was <laughs> burgling me. But you've come in to add stuff. <laughs> 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 oh, Callum, that's that's great. Eh, straight away. I'm no excited. There are the four now. After <laughs> we started that stuff, i straight from the off. Jamie, what else is Callum treating us?
4: This week. This one's always racked my brain a little bit. In movies where parents don't believe in Santa, where the fuck do they think the presents come from? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Pix is Callum pixies like, leave all the presents, la, 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 la. And they've got the wands on the dust, and shit is everywhere. That's what glitter comes from. And they
1: start this the like, let's leave all the presents, because Santa's not real. No, the simple answer in Hollywood, it's a Christmas miracle. Oh, fuck off.
0: <laughs> Some snowman's come to life out of nowhere and left a trail of white everywhere. It's not snow. And that's... Uh... <laughs> Just like dump brother that'll fucking do. There you go. You want your fucking turbo man? I can't. I can't knock that movie. What I feel. Oh, well, I was
1: gonna say you leave Jingle all the way alone. Oh, it's great. Um,
0: but yeah, where do they think the present? And I mean, the other one with Home Alone is like, would well, the parents just leave him there? And they're like, oh, we. For- I can't- I- I- those movies are great as well. But how can you forget your fucking son? <laughs> Twice. Yeah, it's just a bit like really. I love the movies. Though. I can't knock them. They're great. Um, and if you go back and listen to way back Wednesday, cup of cheer. Um, obviously there's a, a joke in there where the police officer gets the thing. Like, Kevin McAllister's on the loose again. There. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shoot to kill. Shoot to kill. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Oh, Callum, these are just fantastic. I, honestly. Yeah. It's probably fucking Christmas magic or some bullshit. Like it's that. a
1: Christmas miracle. Yeah.
0: Do it, yeah. Jamie, shall we continue? Of course. What else is Callum treating us this week?
4: Santa probably regrets giving coal to naughty children considering global warming is now ruining his home.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, these are phenomenal.
0: Stop using fossil fuels, kids. Oh, you oh we're being naughty are we? It, was, uh, it was fucking cold. I'll tell you what, you little bastard I'll fucking have your back. It's gonna warm up. it's gonna warm up the world so everything melts away for you. How'd you like that, you little fat prick? <laughs> you thought you were so clever. You thought you were so clever said this is big black rocks. <laughs> when realistically, Santa, coal is your kryptonite. <laughs> Nothing, just the, the children, the children won't know, Mrs. Claw. Cool. It's okay, the children won't know. I'm giving them my weakness. I <laughs> knew they'd use it against me? <laughs> Bastards. <laughs> <laughs> Something else is have naughty children now. How about sticks? Yes, we give them sticks. But now they'll oh. whip me. No, no, it's not right.
3: Get out of my house, you <laughs> <fat> bastard. <laughs>
0: So he comes to the chimney, he's like, Oh, and are just, just there, like throwing up in the air, catching it. Like,
3: Oh,
0: naughty, am I? <laughs> Let's have you. <laughs> the I'm I'm Chuck. I'm I might just burn this. I'm I might just burn this, answer. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> you can watch it burn. <laughs> Jamie, <laughs> shall we? For the fourth time tonight. Oh, oh, I'm loving this. What else It's Callum treating us? This week.
4: Only going to church during Christmas and Easter is like the religious equivalent of only watching the playoffs in sport.
3: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, f- oh, it really is, up.
1: it's the Christian version of oh I love the Super Bowl. Do you watch the rest of it? No.
0: Yeah. Oh, I love the World Cup. Yeah. Oh, do you watch it even qualify?
3: No. I no. can't
0: stand I fucking can't
1: stand football. What? It's patriotic, you know, you got to watch it you got to watch it, it's patriotic I don't realise, I, yeah, I don't get why people go, and go to church for just Christmas and Easter Like, If you're going to go, I'm, go properly I don't know if you used to, my dad used to go to midnight mass every year for Christmas, I was like, why? You're not religious <laughs> yeah. Why? I, I mean, I
0: stopped believing imaginary friends when I was four But it just <laughs> it, it, I, mean, I just don't understand Have some respect, it's his birthday, come on No it's not what do you mean it's his fucking birthday? Jesus. Do, you, do you wonder who wrote the Bible? Do you reckon it's something they went, I know, it'd be fucking hilarious. I've often wondered who wrote the first one and where they got these stories from. Oh, let's say the Romans killed him. We'll make the Romans bastards because they're Italian, <laughs> right? And then they'll murder him. That's fine. And then we'll bring him but we'll bring him back to life. It'd be like a surprise! <laughs> like a spoiler, like a twist. Yeah, twist in the story. Twist
1: in the third act. He's back. Yeah. Hey, oh, it's wow.
0: JC. I'm back. Why is this bastard back? For fuck's sake! Oh, it's given me. We've only got five fish and two bread. Oh, but we could feed the entire world. Fuck me, really.
1: <laughs> Jesus Christ, commit far fetched. This shit now. I think I might stop watching this bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely got ridiculous in season five when he started feeding thousands of two bread. Yeah, two bread it's like
0: yeah. Uh, nah, God's, God's a bit of a bastard now. The like, writers oh. lost
1: the plot by that point.
0: <laughs> there's no, no deaths in this. They're not dying. <laughs> And finally, Jamie, for the final time on the Christmas special of the Chronicles of Podcast, what else is Callum Treachingers this week? In
4: 1977, the Flintstones released a Christmas film, which is set before the birth of Christ.
3: Yeah. Yes. Yeah.
1: It's historically
0: not accurate.
1: (laughs) Well, to be fair, I don't think Hanna-Barbera were known for their historical accuracies. Mate,
0: no, I'm sorry, but it just proves that the Bible is bullshit.
1: (laughs) It proves that the Flintstones is fact and the Bible is bullshit.
0: Yeah, exactly. The Flintstones is pure fact. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's based on facts, not on fiction. Fred really drove a car with his feet. (laughs) I live in a tiny little
1: fucking house. <laughs> Fuck me. <laughs> Ooh. Callum, you have festively broken me.
0: Well, it's brilliant. That is the best Callum street Chains I think we've ever had. All five are just yeah. straight out of the ballpark. I love it. I love this segment so much. And once again, I've now gotta fucking follow this. Yes, you really do. Because Jamie. <gasps> yeah, yes, It's time for a Christmas special edition of Tom's Journal. Yeah, it is! And welcome to another edition of Tom's Journal. Now, I'm not gonna lie to you boys. This is the meatiest journal I think I've ever had in the history of Tom's Journal. Is it meatier than the Christmas turkey? I'm trying to keep it famous. I see, I, I see what you did, and I like it. it should yeah. gone for a Christmas gammon.
1: Ooh. Well a Christmas oh. goose will be posh. We'll have a Christmas goose. Jamie, Gammon. Oh. I really wanted a Tuduken, but I couldn't find one. A bit annoyed. A what? Free bird roast. I like to call them Tudukens. Turkey, duck, chicken. Tuduken. That is the most... It sounds
0: like Tekken. It's like a fighting (laughs) game. (laughs) Oh, have you got Tuduken 8? I love that game. It's... So I'll start off with one of the funniest things I've ever witnessed. This is, this is These are Tom's journal entries. These are actually from, Ma- from me. Okay. The dad put his daughter on the big carousel outside my work, and she was absolutely screaming the living place down. She, started, she was hating life. She was so miserable. And the entire time the dad just filmed it and took photos. That's like, that's it, love. Look at you you're loving that, you're looking having fun. Yeah, you're loving it. And she was like screaming, crying, I want to get off, daddy. I want to get off. Yeah, that's beautiful, love. Look at you. Like, smile for daddy. Smile for daddy. Look at this
1: photo. She's screaming with happiness. She's going,
0: <laughs> Yeah. Ray, Hello. Is there anything worse than having to brace yourself to sit on a cold toilet seat? No, there is nothing. Oh, my nothing God. This is the only reason I hate, you know, the only thing I hate about winter is knowing that that window's been open all night. You're like, you, I need a shit. You are joking. <laughs> I've got to sit on this. And I always find I hover and go, right, I'll sit down and be fine. And it'll
1: literally be cold for a second. So you go, right, okay, there we go.
0: Oh, God. That's you, do,
1: you lower yourself. Like, you don't just sit. You lower, you put your hands yeah. down. You're like, embrace, 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 embrace. Oh, it's the worst. Your poo hits the bowl before your ass has touched the seat. You're going that slow. (laughs) It's
0: like like you've been brought out from the
3: heavens.
0: (laughs) 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 Your ass is going to touch his freezing cold toilet seat. (laughs) Are you ready?
1: Yes, I think so.
0: Anyway, I don't know why I was going. That's because the- I don't know why I made sitting on a cold seat religious for some reason. But there you go. Because it's Christmas. This is a very good point, Jamie. Hello. What exactly is a donkey's year?
3: Oh, about these glasses
0: for donkey's years.
1: Really? I say I don't know what you mean, but yeah, yeah, I, I I've I've had had say that. I- I've had it for donkey's years. Have you?
3: I say that, and I don't know what it How long is donkey's
1: year? Apparently, it
0: comes from a pun of donkey's ears because they're so long. Ah. Yeah. That is the actual fact behind it. But I was just thinking to myself, like, I heard I overheard a patient say it. And I was like, what exactly is a donkey's ear? Yeah, and you know, and you know what, well, you know, you know what else really annoys me? Why do married people feel they're entitled to do whatever the fuck they like and not follow the rules? Because I had a patient in, right? And he he was upstairs, and the wife walks in and goes, like ignored everyone and went, my husband's upstairs, and I just fucked off. Like, okay. Or do the rules not counting because you're married? Like, do you know how people do that? Be like, yeah, yeah my, wife's there, so I'm, I'm in, so my wife's in there, I'm, so I'm going into my wife's in there because I'm going in. Like, yeah, no, but you're, not. you're in our establishment or you're in this establishment. I don't know why people feel they're entitled to do what they like just because they're married to somebody. It makes no sense. Do you know what I mean? No, it, it's not just married people. It's people with their friends as well. It's like Or their parents.
1: My friend's inside. My friend's inside. Well,
0: good yeah, fucking like it's Like, it's an excuse. Like... Lots of people's friends are inside. Get in the cube. So, yeah. People could use the shit out of me, to be honest <laughs> yeah, with you. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand humans. And a final Tom's journal entry before we get to the picture round. I've always wondered if birds have meetings on rooftops. See, imagine that the seagull just like is like getting all the scraps in and goes, right, and flies up and he goes, right, wonderful. Now everyone's here. Today's meeting is how many bin bags can we raid? <laughs> Pigeons, you're going to be the distraction technique. You're just going (laughs) around people and get fed by them. And then while you're distracting people, you'll go straight for the bin bags, right? Sparrows, if you just like fly be like, I've not seen a sparrow today. Oh my God, there's a sparrow over there. (laughs) And then we'll get all the food and we're fat bastards and we'll
1: fuck off. Thank you. (laughs) Good point though, because you do quite often see a rooftop with a ton of birds on it. I know they're there's all ignoring each other. Blackbirds, having... crows, seagulls, pigeons—there's yeah. all
0: there's loads of them.
1: They've got to be having a chimwag about soon.
0: Yeah, definitely. They're definitely plotting something. The beak wag. Oh, I don't know. Right. Welcome to the picture out of Tom's journal. <laughs> oh, Jamie. Hello. Nobody offers to show me a cool rock anymore.
1: Adult Hulk is so fucking dumb. <laughs> journal entry a while back and say no one asks you what my favourite dinosaur is anymore Yeah,
3: well. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah So sucks. when you're a kid you're like, look at this cool rock I found It's How cool is this rock? I <laughs> remember <laughs> not long ago, a few years ago, Sam used to have a thing with sticks He'd be like, man, look how cool this stick is. I'm walking home this stick, it's amazing. I love what, this did, stick. Did you have an imaginary friend that was a stick? Yes, I did have an imaginary friend who was a stick. Yeah. He, just, he was just passionate about sticks, he didn't talk to it. <laughs> like father, like son. <laughs> yeah, <You know, laughs> <my friend, my laughs> He just has real friends and I didn't.
0: <laughs> so, Peter Quill is showing Thor around the modern world. Okay, but Thor is a blank slate when it comes to Earth culture, and the way he consumes it is very different from someone who grew up here. Bruce Banner, so at the Sistine Chapel, so Thor, Michelangelo painted this, Thor, I'm not stupid, Bruce. I know the Ninja Turtles aren't real. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Really tickled
0: me. <laughs> 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 oh, so obviously, we are big losers of Again this year. Yeah. So, last Christmas, I gave you my heart, but the very next day, you stuffed it under the floorboards, the rest of my corpse, until the sound of my heartbeat intensified into your descent into madness, you bastard. <laughs> That took a dark turn. Yeah, it did, didn't it? It I really thought, did. I thought it was absolutely hilarious. <laughs> so, Jamie, I know I'm just like a dad joke. Oh, I do love a dad the joke. The Bruce Willis, my dad, will probably make will probably keep making action movies because you know what they say about old habits. Fuck's sake. They die hard. They die hard.
1: <laughs> With a vengeance.
0: Another dad joke for you. The journalist stacked today. I took my eight-year-old daughter to the office on "Take Your Kid to Work" day. But when we walked into the office, she started to cry. As concerned staffs gathered around, I asked her what was wrong, and she said,
1: "Daddy, where's all the clowns?" you said, "You work with." <laughs> that took me a minute for the pen to drop. Her. <laughs> like <her. laughs> That's
3: clever. I like that. I just
1: read his tip on my side. I was like, "That's not good. That's, that's quite like warm-hearted." I
0: like, I like, I like that it a lot.
3: That's clever.
0: So, Charles Dickens wrote a Christmas Carol, yeah? Yes, he did. It's long. It involves reading. And what the fuck? There's no Muppets. <laughs> a Muppet's Christmas Carol. There's fuckload of Muppets. There's no cheeses for us Mises. Actually <laughs> contains Charles Dickens, twice the number of Marleys for your
1: buck, and Rizzo. As long as it's got Rizzo, it's better naturally. It could have ended it there. It's got Rizzo. Job done. Come on, I'm in. Yeah, Rizzo is banging.
0: I'm a Gonzo man myself, but still. Do love Gonzo. Do love. I just love the Muppets. Love the Muppets. <laughs> yeah, they're fucking brilliant. So, Jamie, we'll keep going. What if magic was real, but it was treated the way music is now with different genres? Like, oh, you're still into conjuring. That's cool, I guess. <laughs> Recently I've been getting just like third wave post necromancy, it's like some pretty heavy stuff. <laughs> <I laughs> That's more. That's more what do you mean you never learned fireball it's a classic <laughs> I don't know I'm really into effications if- 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 i do not so really into effications well how can I be into any effications well it's kind of dad magic isn't it <laughs> oh. oh so good Jamie we keep going <laughs> so it's very much we laugh Tony Stark thrusters check Steve Rogers, shield, check. Thor, Milner, check. Clint, arrows, check. Groot, I am Groot. Peter, hotel, Trivago. (laughs) (laughs) It's not where I expected that to go. Jamie, we'll keep going. And you posted this, and it made me fucking cry. Like I was like, this has to go in. This has to go in the journal this week.
4: Post it okay. by yourself.
0: Do, do hast, do hast Christmas. I gave you my. <laughs> what a bit of Wamstein! <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: what made me laugh the most—is the name Wamstein. <laughs> do you remember
0: a few journals ago? I mentioned the restaurant review about the dribbly poo. Yes, he's back. <laughs> Another review left. For a pizza place this time. Pizza was disgusting. If I had to choose between eating that again and eating my own arms, I'll be fucking useless in a Mexican wave.
1: <laughs> that is glorious.
3: <laughs> oh
0: have you noticed as well there's been a lot of like uh, dad related jokes with the english language so this couple had a first date right and the lady was like tonight has been amazing we should have dinner again the general price thanks but i'm
3: full <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: it's like that way, It's like, um, where it's like, oh yeah, you know the drill. And it's like, hi, I'm the drill. <laughs> I've seen that one. <laughs> I've got a fact for you about Home Alone. Ooh. Did you know Home Alone wasn't as cheery on set as it was in the film? On set, Joe Pesky intentionally avoided Macaulay Colton to frighten him in real life, thus making the acting more believable. Whilst filming the sequel, Culkin reportedly asked Pesci why he never smiled. Pesci replied by a to shut up. Is that real?
1: Yeah, that's real. That's kind of cool.
0: Yeah, I know, right? I like that because he actually he actually wanted it to make it more believable, so that Michael like would actually that. be scared of him. That's John. He's a genius. That's British, because Pesci's quite an intimidating dude. <laughs> yeah. Fucking nothing. nothing.
3: Fucking fucking nothing.
0: Anyway, we keep going, Jamie. Um, There's ice cream in Zootopia, so who's getting milked?
1: Oh, my God.
3: (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, no. Oh, no. (laughs) This.
0: This is my favourite entry to the journal ever. This is a Christmas special, so this is the big-ass journal. This is my favourite entry I think I've ever had in the journal in the history of Tom's journal. Okay. So during lockdown, this guy Joe Heenan wrote a script and sent it to various people. I've just received this email from someone at Netflix. Guys, never give up on your dreams. Dear Mr. Heenan, thank you so much for your script. It's one of the best we've ever read. The writing is superb, it's tense, it's funny, and it's non-stop action. The only problem is, it's the script to die hard. <laughs> You literally sent us a script to Die Hard and changed the title to Mr. No Shoes and the Shooty Shooty Bang Bang Christmas. Never contact us again. Mr. <laughs> no
3: Shoes and the Shooty Shooty Bang Bang Christmas.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's the new name of Die Hard. Oh, it's, it's, just, it's just the Shooty Shooty Bang Bang Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, dad joke for you, Jamie. Oh, another one. Lance isn't a common name these days, but in medieval times, people were called Lance a lot. Oh, fuck me. <laughs> that is bad. That is awful, but so good. This is also <laughs> another fantastic entry. Jamie, Curly Fries now have a new name Rotatoes. Phenomenal. Just so phenomenal. That's how they'll always be known as now. That is how they will always be known. We'll keep going, Jamie. Do you poo in the shower? Um, no. One in 30 people poo in the shower, and you all need to be fucking stopped right now. Why would you poo in the shower? What are the holy ass are you playing at? I'm an extensive list of truly horrifying stats, which include gems such as 18% of only people washing one to three times a week, and 17% of guys. Simply giving their genitals a quick wash in the sink, the data behind defecation is one that truly caught us off guard. For some, it's really not a big deal. This guy tweeted, My girlfriend freaks out when I go to the bathroom in the shower. All the poo gets stomped down the drain. I don't see the big deal. Everyone does it. No, they don't, sir. He needs to get in the bin. Do not do that. Why are you doing that? Why would you want to stomp shit down your drain? What are you doing? What are you doing? Why do you
1: exist? I I mean, we've all peed in the shower, right? Well, yeah. But pooing in the shower, that's a different beast altogether. This makes no fucking sense. Like, why would you want to do that? I don't know how I would actually physically be able to.
0: I don't think I could poo standing up. Well, you'd you'd probably squat, wouldn't you? That's just weird. Should we just move on? Yeah, let's move on. (laughs) (laughs) Stop pooing in the shower, whoever you are. Yeah, you weirdo. Steve Rogers. Hey, what time is it? Bucky. I've got no idea. Pass me that recorder and I'll find out. Bucky plays the recorder loudly. Sam, who in the blue hell is playing the recorder at 2 a.m.? Lucky it's 2 a.m., Steve.
3: <laughs> I like that. I
1: like the fact that could have been anyone, but they chose to make it The Avengers. I like that. And finally, Jamie,
0: I can't believe Leonardo DiCaprio yelled, I'm on top of the world, from the Titanic, a ship that was at sea. At sea level. The scientifically lowest altitude in the world. He was nowhere near the top. He was literally at the bottom. What a stupid idiot.
1: <laughs> Again, that film was known for its uh, historic accuracies. So, yeah. Of course, of course.
0: Plenty of room on that door. <laughs> and that was a really ridiculously long edition of Tom's journal. Yes, but it was a glorious one, so it's fine. I I just, I literally kept buying gems. I was like, these are great. These are great. I was going to keep adding them in. These are fantastic.
1: Everything's a bumper edition this
0: week. It's Christmas. We love it. Exactly. Merry fucking Christmas to you all. Before we get to the piece of resistance, we should hear from our friends at CISCast.
3: Hi, I'm Frank Guglielmelli, and I'm the narrator for some wonderful audio dramas from CISCast,
1: like Marty and Mars, Bounty Hunters, and a great part in Val Toby
3: with much more to come. You can find these programs on Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. Or head over to our website, www.ciscast.com. We are excited to announce that we are now affiliated with the Chronicles of
1: Podcast with Tom and Jamie. Now, let's get to this week's interview.
0: Jamie. Hello, sir. The piece is all wrapped up in tinsel. Holly, it's stabbing him quite a bit, to be fair. Um, bows, ribbons, the lot is all here wrapped up and ready to be revealed. We're going to give that piece of resistance a little kiss under the mistletoe. Absolutely. fucking Welcome to the Chronicles of P.R. Brown. P.R. Brown is a music video director. He's a graphic designer. He works with some of the most coolest fucking people in the world, Jamie. It
1: really, really
0: has. <laughs> so, and he was also nominated for a Grammy. You would have seen it in the trailer if you watch the trailers. Uh, he was nominated for a Grammy, and it's a massive fuck off medallion thing just for getting nominated. It's, this interview is amazing. Yeah, it is so much fun. Like um, I said in the trailer as well, when he just like, oh, so PR. Uh, if you want, you can, you whatever you want, you can swear
1: something. He like, went fucking brilliant. Let's go, boys. Here we go. <laughs> I I love the fact that I'm pretty certainly said at one point. This is only second ever podcast as well. Which is amazing. Really? Yeah, I'm pretty certain he said that at some point. Like, this is about this man has done so much. If you go onto Discogs, which is an album website, type in that man's name, there's like seven pages of albums this guy's worked on. He's done that many album artwork from Papa roach Disturbed, Marilyn Manson, Motley Crue, Evan Nest. So, so bloody many. It's incredible. This man's career is insane. I love the
0: Killers Engage story about my last serenade. That's one of my favourite stories and mental stories, actually, um, that you will get to hear in this gloriously wonderful interview. PR was an absolute legend. I'm not going to lie to you guys. He is one of the loveliest humans um, that we had the grace of having on our show. Um, It was a pleasure to have him. Um, Jamie, I mean, if you're good, I would love to just get straight into it, to be quite honest with you.
1: Let's rip the wrapping paper off and get straight into it.
0: Exactly. Merry fucking Christmas, guys. Jamie,
1: any final words? Just thank you, Mr. Brown. This was amazing. And following your Instagram comments the other day, hello to Mr. Brown's mom And his sister. And his sister. Hi, guys. Merry Christmas.
0: Enjoy. Merry Christmas, guys. Enjoy the interview. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, interviewing this week a truly beautiful human who is a graphic designer, a music video director, and did you know he was nominated
1: for a Grammy? It's Pia Brown! Now. Hello, dear listeners. Today we bring you a very special, very talented guest, a man responsible for more things than you realize. We like to celebrate the people working in the background on this show, and today's guest is a shining example. He's directed music videos for bands like Evanescence and Corey Taylor, commercials for Harley Davidson and American Idol, as well as design album art for Motley Crue, Slash and many more. Today, we are giving you the Chronicles of PR
3: Brown. Hey!
2: I feel like I should clap. Yeah, always always clap for yourself, always. It sounds sounds so much better than reality, so I like it.
0: It's absolutely mental when you really delve into the sort of work that you do. How much you actually do is, is insane. It's, well, it's, it's crazy, but it's wonderful. And I'm excited to delve deeper. But Paul, let's, delve, let's start with the really hard-hitting stuff, shall we? How was your pandemic season?
2: Pandemic season, honestly, was kind of a godsend to me because I'm a complete introvert. So it was like a little bit ahead of heaven. It was like I didn't have to see people, didn't have to, like, fake my way through conversations. It was fantastic. Like, I live up in the middle of nowhere, up in the Berkshires in Massachusetts, on top of a mountain, and I didn't have to go anywhere. I could work on a computer. I could get all my work done. I could hang out here, spend time with my daughter and my wife. Um, Other than the world completely losing its fucking mind and falling apart, I was okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, I mean, it's it sucked, obviously, for all the reasons that the world is completely falling apart. But beyond that, I, I came through, luckily, unscathed, so I'm grateful for that.
0: Excellent. So I'm pleased that, obviously, everyone's okay and stuff, and obviously, you've got to live the dream by not having to actually go anywhere, so that's wonderful. And I had to learn how to direct via Zoom,
2: so that was a thing. That was a lot of
0: fun. Yeah, it's funny, because nobody knows, no one even knew what this was until yeah. the pandemic started, so... It's like, oh, well, you Zoom. What's that? It's something <laughs> that you go quickly on, is it? Or, no, it's, a, it's, a, it's a, a computer software where
2: you could talk to people.
0: Don't you people use you Skype. No, this is better. <laughs> something you go quickly on.
2: Although I have to say now, now that I know that I can just direct sitting in my office in my house, I, I feel the need to not go anywhere ever again in my lifetime. It's great. It's a, you know, I did a music video from right here. So it was great. It's like, That's why can't insane. all of them be that way? It's fantastic.
0: I take so as the world, for so your job role then has that completely changed now? Are you literally doing them from home rather than going out?
2: No, I, ironically, I'm actually leaving in a couple of days to go to Zurich to shoot four videos for a band there. So, you know, wow. I say all that, but you know, I'm, I'm on my way, I'm on my way finally back to Europe after two years of not being able to go uh, to go shoot out there. So that'll be fun. Amazing. So I, I would always prefer to be on set. I'm, you know, I can lie to myself and say that drinking my coffee and looking on a computer at some really shitty images worked, but it doesn't.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, for a man who spins so many plates, I've got to ask, take us back to when for little Mr. Brown, what was the original plan for you career-wise? What did you want to do? Oh, my God. Have you guys
2: ever heard of a show called Family Ties? Yes. Yeah. All right. Awful 80s sitcom here in the States. Uh, And it had this character, Alex P. Keaton, in it. And for some strange reason, the 70s version of me decided that I wanted to be him. Uh, So (laughs) I started very young. I I actually started my first company when I was about 12 um, called Be Creative Design. This is what a 12-year-old does. And then by 14 was designing kids' meals for Dairy Queen, which is like a fast food restaurant here. Yeah. Um, and then went to college when I was 16 and was going to graduate when I was 18 and freaked out and moved over to Your World and went to Brighton University down there for a couple of years and then worked at Pentagram in London. And then from there, uh, came back, finished my degree, went to L.A., um, doing movie posters for like Mrs. Doubtfire and Wolf and bizarre shit back in the day. <laughs> and then. That's amazing. Took on an art director role or a designer role at Capitol Records uh, back in the day. And I was the, the funny part about it is I was 20 when I was an art director at Capitol. And I couldn't get in to see the bands that were playing because I wasn't legal drinking age. And so I used my Capitol ID to actually go in and see <laughs> the, the bands that I was working on the albums for. <laughs> That's how I got into bars to go see the bands that I was working on.
1: <laughs> That's nuts. <laughs> We want you to work on this band. Can I go see them live? Get a feel from no. Exactly. (laughs) But all the things you just said—the underlying thing—is it's visual arts. You know, where did that passion come from?
2: So I came from a family. My father was in marketing always, um, and and was always working on various creative pursuits. uh, Kind of drove him mad. and my mom my mom was a fine a fine art painter so i was i was kind of somewhere in the middle so i loved drawing when i was a kid loved everything visual um went into design early on i got super bored after i did about 500 album covers and uh went into photography and then had a band ask me to direct a video and i was like you guys know i've never directed anything in my life and they're like yeah yeah it's fine it's fine you'll be totally cool and so i showed up onto a set with uh, I don't know, 75 extras and a crew of 100 to do my first music video um, and got addicted from that point forward. So ever since then, it's been design, photography and directing. Unbelievable.
0: That's so amazing. When you first started your company, when you were 12 years old, what exactly did you do?
2: Right? Oh God, terrible, terrible designs for locals that, you know, like everything from someone that was lawn mowing to an auto body shop to logos for them that, you know, looking back now, I would smack a 12 year old if they told me that that was legitimate.
0: <laughs> but it obviously got you, it obviously got you somewhere. Cause if you're doing stuff for Dairy Queen by the time you are 14, that's just insane. So how did you pitch it to them then? Did they just see what you were doing? They're Like, we like this. Can we, you, you come work for us.
2: Oh no, that was 100% nepotism. 100% because my dad was doing marketing for Dairy Queen at the time. And it's like, who better oh. do a kid's meal than a kid? I was like, cool, let's do it. So that was how I got that. So I take zero credit for that. That was just literally oh, being okay. born to the right man. <laughs> Not
1: about what you know, it's about who you know.
2: <laughs> yeah, you know, I'll get you places like doing kids meals for Dairy Queen. It's whatever kids dream is.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so you're mostly known for your work in the world of rock and metal, but you got, is it right you got started working with jazz musicians?
2: Uh, so yeah, funny thing. I When I was an art director at Capitol, I was doing a bunch of different kinds of bands there and then <clears throat> left there to go become the creative director at October Films in New York, doing film posters for like Lost Highway and you know, that, that kind of world back in the day. Um, <clears throat> kind of hated those guys a lot. And I, I literally worked there for about a year. And then the second year, that's not true. I didn't hate them all. I didn't hate them all. I'll take that back. Um, some of them were very nice. Watch uh, <laughs> what I'm saying. I uh, know they were really quiet. Cool. Just it wasn't the right fit for me. So the, the second year of my contract, I actually started about a design my own company and worked out of my own space and still did the creative director role for October Films. But while I was doing that, I linked up with Blue Note and started doing a ton of jazz albums. Probably did, I don't know, 150 jazz albums in a span of two or three years for them. Everything from like series work to like individuals to that kind of thing. So I I had done many, many, many jazz albums back in the day. Um, And that's things changed once I met Manson. Like that was that was the shift. Like that was... (laughs) And that was a bizarre, bizarre reason that all came about. I had a friend who an incredibly talented photographer named Jana Leon, um, who was up to do, she was up for the project for Antichrist Superstar. And while she was talking to Manson, he said, do you know any designers? She knew me, recommended me. I looked at my work and was like, yeah, this is not gonna fly. I can't send <laughs> any of this to this guy because um, I looked at him and he was a freak of nature like I'd never seen anything kind of like him at the point uh, so over a weekend I created what was it five or six fictitious albums I just made up band names like circumscribed and designed album packages for him um, <laughs> and sent him those <laughs> as my whole portfolio I was like these five albums this is all I do like here you go um, <laughs> And, and ironically, one of the designs ended up becoming the cover, of, like the, the whole design architecture for Antichrist that I did during that weekend. So the mind, heart, malice, complacent, like all of that kind of structuring came about from one of those bullshit albums I created uh, over it's the weekend. A, it's a really art-heavy album, like the
1: book. Yeah. It's, so wow, to, to the fact you managed to bullshit your way into getting to do that, that's a quite impressive. <laughs>
2: although i will say dean card with the photography line it was mind-blowing i mean dean's kind of a god so it, it it you know all the success that people always talk about that being kind of an iconic album rests solely on dean in my opinion because that was just unbelievable photography on his part so whose idea was it all then was it was it manson's idea
1: all the oh, stuff yeah. behind
2: it my my first meeting with manson um you guys are gonna kick out of this see if i can remember this correctly he flew me down to New Orleans to Hot Snakes. I think that's what it was called. Reznor's recording studio. Um, while they were recording the album, I met him. He had he full contact in the whole bit right when I met him. And I just kind of stared at him for a minute and didn't know what to do with it. And, and uh, he said, I want you to watch this movie. And I was like, okay, I just flew down here, but cool, I'll watch a movie. And he sat me down and, and had me watch a movie called Begotten, which if you've never seen it, um, mentally prepare yourself for some therapy afterwards. If you're <laughs> watch it. So it was basically this black and white film, all set to drone music that uh, a director filmed and buried the footage for like, I don't know, it was like six weeks or six months in the ground and then developed it after it. So it's this fucked up, raw, crazy looking footage. And the story is this. It is basically, Mary jacks off God. Well, Mary kills God, jacks him off, takes his seed, impregnates herself, has a child that then gets stoned to death by all the locals. <laughs> what the fuck? Huh? the fuck? At least that was my gist of it. <laughs> that was my interpretation of it. And he's like, see that? That's what I want the album to be. And I was like, right, okay. <laughs> Now I'm even more confused. <laughs> so that's that's where it was. So it was, it was basically, you know, all of the tropes of him being kind of the the messiah uh, that he wanted to be for the world. So it was it was a trippy experience to say the least. <laughs> and then I stuck with him for like a decade.
1: I was going to say and you were with him for years after that as well. is even
2: funny? Yep. I had quit smoking and then started smoking again after I was working with them. It was a whole <laughs> <So> <laughs> it, was it was a like, long ten years. <laughs>
0: <yeah>. <laughs> when you were growing up and stuff then, rock and metal wasn't really your influence, was it? What were you listening to when you were growing up? Uh classical. I grew up
2: hardcore classical. So wow. Wow. The, the the heavier the classical the better. You know, get me into Wagner world and I was very happy growing up. So that's I was amazing. about as dorky as they come. Knew nothing about music. Only knew classical. <laughs> Hated 80s pop music because I grew up in that time. I was like, no, nah, it's not for me. Um, yeah. And I still, it's, it's my go-to is classical. When I'm working, I listen to classical music. I suppose man- what
1: Manson must have like. been a shock to the system
2: <laughs> then. He, he never knew what to make of me. He just cracked up. I just, because I, I didn't I didn't fit the mold of, you know, everyone else surrounding him so i was just this dorky kid from blaine minnesota that was doing really dark creepy shit <laughs> <laughs> wow so,
1: that is nuts but working with as many artists as you have for album artists so how do you approach each design do you take like ideas to them or do they tell you what they want or is it like a collaboration
2: it's, it's entirely different per artist, honestly. Um, I've had it go every single way you can imagine. Sometimes they have a very solid idea and they know exactly what they want to do. Sometimes it's a brand new band and they're scared shitless and they look like deer in headlights and you have to kind of walk them through it <laughs> because they've never done the process and they know nothing about it. So you have to be kind of more engaging and, and kind of come up with the thoughts for them. Um, but the bigger the artist, the more they tend to have a pretty solid idea of what they're looking for. And then it's collaborating with them to figure it out. So different for each project.
1: How long will that? Pro- how rough, roughly, obviously, because it might be different. But roughly, how long is that process, though, from Ooh. getting an email to be hired to then,
2: here you go, here's your artwork? Well, see, this is where I'll date myself because this was pre email. So thank you for that. I appreciate it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, so I would get a call. <gasps>
1: <laughs> I'll get a oh, telegram. <laughs> um,
2: honestly, it's, it's, it's different for each project. I, I used to knock out albums in a week and there are projects that took a year. Um, Hollywood. I literally shot in a studio for six months straight uh, when I did that for Manson. So I moved basically moved my studio into the Houdini mansion in Hollywood. To while he was recording the album and shot all of that while they were recording. Um, so it's, it's you know, you've got a big gauge there of everything from a week turnaround to a year to try and get it wow, done. Oh, that's
1: nuts.
0: That's unreal.
1: That's fu- do you prefer it when you're left to your own devices or do you prefer to have that influence on
2: the artist? Oh God, no, I'd rather be by myself. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> like I'll, I'll play nice, and I'm happy to work with anybody. Like I love collaborating, but I, given the choice, I'd put me in a dark dungeon and let me kind of blast music and go create. And I'm much happier.
0: Have you ever got to a point with some of the, with projects or whatever where it's all getting put together, it's all about to be certain, and someone goes, "Actually, no, I don't want that anymore. Change that. Change this." Has that ever happened?
2: Oh, hundreds of times. Absolutely. I want to punch time. them in the face. Yeah, or or their girlfriend didn't like. It. Or you know, take your pick. Yeah, I mean, it's I've had I've had videos completely fully edited, done with post effects, and a girlfriend chimed in and said, "I don't really like that," and so we completely redid the video from that point forward. No, I'll tell you what artist that is because you would know instantly, and I will not tell you. So that's fine. <laughs> yes, I have had that happen. <laughs> oh, amazing. that would drive me
1: insane.
2: Yeah. I was like, it's fine it's going to cost you this much. And they're like, cool. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> Do you feel
1: like different pressures and responsibilities depend on the artist? For example, like Saints of Los Angeles that you did with Motley Crue, their first album in however many years and say like a band's debut album. Is there like a different pressure, responsibility or is it like another album, another
2: day? Yeah, I've, I've never, I, I don't buy into celebrity. So celebrity has never done anything for me with the exception that if I ever meet Tom Waits, I'd probably scream like a schoolgirl because that's literally the only celebrity I want to meet. <laughs> uh, beyond that, the celebrity, like your your level of, of who you are in the world doesn't factor in for me. It's what are you trying to say? Are you an artist? Are you trying to project some art of some kind? And can I help you kind of achieve that? So, you know, with, with Molly, I mean, I, I ended up being really, you know, Nikki's one of my dearest friends, like I still love the guy. I talked to him frequently, um, so it, it was it was a different it was a different vibe. So I'd say so they were more like family to me when mm. we did things because I was doing some work for them before the album. And so I was there when they brought the band back together and, and did all of that. So I was part of that process. So that one definitely takes more weight than other projects because I was personally involved with them. I like suppose they were family,
0: family at that point. So. That's, that's amazing. I, mean, I suppose in your line of work, it's good to stay professional rather than be like, oh my God, like, oh yes, whatever you want, that's absolutely fine.
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't. And, and I think that's why, honestly, Manson and I worked together so long is because I just was not that guy. I'm not the guy that's going to say yes or bow down and yeah. he wants that kind of control. Um, clearly, with everything going on in his life, he is all about control. Um, so that was a big thing for him. I just didn't Mm -hmm. give it to him i just didn't give him that control so (laughs) that's good
1: are there any artists that you just like love to work if you get that telegram call email whatever you're like yes it's gonna be
2: a good time amy Amy from evanescence she's no-brainer i mean she's awesome like she's just an incredible human being like she sees art on a different level clown from slipknot i absolutely love the guy um, he is maybe the craziest motherfucker I've ever met in my life, but like, <laughs> I love his crazy and we, we kind of get in sync. Uh, there's a madness to him, but there's a genius behind that madness. So he and I have always worked really well together, uh, on all the slipknot stuff. Um, those guys, I, Amy and clown are definitely very high up there for me. of probably my two favorites, but I've had so many that I've loved kind of working with over the years. Um, that given the chance would jump at again. There are several that I would never work with again, but many that I would. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so do like, do people approach you then for like music videos and stuff like that? Or when you started out, how would you actually get into the process of being like, I can do that for you, I can do that for you?
2: Um, well, when I started, it's, it's as I mentioned, I kind of got roped into doing my first video. i had never thought about doing one. Um, but then once I got the, the itch for it, then I was actively trying to pursue directing and found a rep. uh, And then the rep would have me write on on videos. And I don't know how much you guys know the process, at least back then of what videos were, but they could have anywhere from 10 to 20 directors write on a treatment. And you don't get paid for that. So you're you're writing treatment after treatment. And then artist is like, oh, that's the idea. Let's go with that one. So I have a book full of probably a couple thousand treatments. (laughs) No (laughs) way. Oh, yeah that when I'm really stumped on a band, I'll start flipping through and be like, oh, that was a really good idea. Let's go with that <laughs> one. <laughs> sure, this band didn't want it, but yeah. these are going to fucking love
3: exactly. it. <laughs> uh, yeah,
2: so it's, it, was, it was kind of a, a brutal game of writing nonstop, um, pitching against other directors for it. And it's similar now, but the budgets are so crappy uh, for music videos that that level of competitive competitive spirit isn't quite the same. Um, is
0: it because there's not demand much for them anymore? I mean...
2: I think so, it's just the whole music world fell apart. So, I mean, when all of that collapsed, when when everything went digital, uh, yeah. it, everything changed, you know? So they, they, you know, what once was a $300,000 budget for a music video is now a $30,000 budget for a music video. It's 10%, you know, it's 10% of what it was.
3: Yeah.
2: And it's it's also <clears throat> a bit more indicative of the generation. And it's is it good enough? And you know, is it good enough for YouTube? Yeah, it's good enough. Good enough for YouTube. All right, cool. So your mind mindset changes in, in how they approach making music videos now, to where it's it's trying to get those bites online versus trying to make a statement that they once did way back when.
0: Yeah, because I used to literally live in my bedroom day after day Kerrang oscars on all day like i'd go home from school straight on and i just like i do that i do that all day every day i loved it that's yep. all i did in my life it was just music media. and then i used to love mondays because in britain and mondays at 7 30 a.m all the new stuff came out so you got all the brand new ones i was like oh my god there's a new Linkin park song oh, oh my god new paparazzi oh those were the days paul i tell you
2: they were great. <clears throat> I remember the, that fourteen-year window when MTV actually played music videos. Yes. You
1: know, <laughs> yeah, was
2: music television. Yeah. Fourteen years—that's that's the extent of how long they played music videos. I think I'm pretty it's sure that's.
1: yeah. setting that with the modern music, I've, one thing I've noticed: it's bands that with people are like our age that enjoyed the music videos. They're like, oh, I'm in a band now. I'm gonna make a music video. And then like the older established bands now, it's like, oh, just stick out a lyric video. Who gives a shit anymore? No one watches them. <laughs> it's
2: true. It's, it's very true.
1: It's <laughs> and, mad the it's amount cool. of times you see lyric videos coming out
2: nowadays. I know. And, and there's so many of them. I, to be honest, the artists that don't get drawn into the ego and don't feel the need to have to perform in their videos tend to make the better videos to me. Um, the ones that are willing to let a narrative play out and actually do something and say something. Uh, it's cool if they're part of that narrative, but <clears throat> I mean, it's it, it, to see a band playing live, you can only shoot them so many different ways creatively <laughs> mm-hmm. and make it an interesting music video. It's cooler to go see them in person. So to me, you want a music video to inspire someone to go see a band live. That's the whole point. Um, if you're showing them all that live in there, it's, it's like, setting them up for failure because when they go and see them live, they'd be like, well, that's kind of shitty in comparison to what that video was. <laughs> <laughs> you know. So
1: when, when, you mentioned like you, you someone convinced you to do a music video for them when you first got into it. Who was it? Did you have to pitch for that or was there like, no, no it, we want you to do
2: it? For it all, and it was awesome. It was Dez uh, from Cold Chamber. Um, oh, amazing. So Fiend is the first video I ever did so that was it was literally on the universal back lot it was crazy a ton of extras um and it was madness so
0: that's amazing that is incredible i mean i swear paul right that kills engage video from my last ceremony i think made me sick i'm surprised <laughs> they weren't sick with that's the spinning spinning that was so cool how did that what what how, how did that even happen what even is it
2: what so, do you remember? I don't even can't even remember what the name of those things are, but the old school, you know, whatever those things called. This is where my brain is now getting old. But you would basically look through a rotating kind of disc, and yes. and there's a uh, cut in the middle, and you could see the animation moving yes. as it's going around. Completely lost on what the name of that is. Um, I know, but you that, that was I'll the whole concept it. for that video. Was let's recreate that. And so I built it in my studio. But the crazy part about that particular video was that happened. I was shooting two videos back to back in my studio, like literally uh, two days, like back to back. And the first video, which I don't remember what band it was for. I built this entire set made out of 2000 rolls of gauze, um, which was really cool. But turns out gauze is not... Flame resistant at all. So a light blew and caught the gauze on fire, and it all went up in oh. complete inferno within like 30 seconds. And uh, yeah, burned out my entire studio.
3: No! So
2: it's literally everybody rushing outside. I've got fire trucks there. I'm dragging my computer out in my hands through smoke, like to try and get it outside. And uh, somehow, some way, we managed to. Clean it all up and build the set for Kill Switch Engage and shoot them the next day. That's the fuck. Yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> and the weirdest <laughs> part about that is that James Gandolfini was filming something outside of my office. And it was, I just remember standing next to him and he'd be like, and, and he was talking to me. He's like, it's a real shame if anything would happen to kind of anything he got in there it was the most surreal experience of my life. (laughs) Fucking James Gandolfini standing at my studio. I'm watching it on fire going, this isn't real life. This is bizarre. Like, I don't know what's (laughs) going on. Right.
1: (laughs) This is not the situation I want to meet you in, James Gandolfini.
2: (laughs) Well, the the best part is, so I met him. I I did a shoot. I was shooting some uh, kind of documentary footage of him years later and brought up that story to him. And he started cracking up and he's like, I remember that. He's like, I totally thought that place was just going to completely burn down. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's amazing. So with music videos, is the approach the same as it is for album art? So it's like you speak to the artists, they tell you what they want or you give them an idea.
2: Yeah, it, it, it ranges, you know, it's, it's a complete range. So sometimes they have a very clear idea. Um, more so in music videos, they tend not to have the idea. So they're looking for directors to kind of help them visualize their music. They might have a, a tone or a, a sentiment that they're trying to get across, um, but they just don't know how to visualize it. So they'll try and tap into directors that can help them kind of sculpt what that is. And they'll be fully involved in that process, but but they're looking for someone to kind of generate, what do you see when you hear this music? And I think that's what I've always loved about music videos is that. Is
0: there like a traditional camera angle or like design thing that you could de- people would go, that's a PR Brown video right there. That's definitely a PR Brown video.
2: You know, people have asked me, and it's probably the detriment to my career that that isn't the case. <laughs> 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 because, you know, I'm, I'm one of those people. I, I'm just a visual guy, and I like whatever the, the visual challenge is, I will take it on. So there there are weeks that I was literally working on Hanson and Manson in the same week. Uh, you know, it's like I can't make those two fuckers look the same. Like, it's not going to work. Like, it's just – it's not going to happen. Like, you've got three squeaky clean boys that are super nice, and you've got Satan. And you just – like, what are you going to do, make them look the same? So – <laughs> Yeah, each one was its own visual challenge. Um, and and I just, I kind of loved the challenge of that. So I guess, you know, people can say that they recognize my work, but I, for the life of me, I can't. Like, I, I look at it and they're so different on each one, depending on what was needed, that I don't, I can't see the thread other than I know it came from my brain, but that's it. So. Oh, I just need a handsome Manson yes,
0: a- mashup now. It's a collaboration I didn't know I needed.
2: Probably be the autobiography someday. It's just from Hanson to Manson. It'll just be the PR brand from Hanson to Manson. What a great title. That's amazing.
0: <laughs> so good. I just got the vision of like, <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh my God, have you ever seen the mashups of Slipknot? Like, can they do the, the pop versions of Slipknot? It's fantastic. No, where yeah, can I can't find that? I don't know. They did one for Psychosocial, and it was one of the funniest things I've ever it's, seen.
1: I've seen it. It's brilliant. <laughs> Oh, I've got to track that down. Did not know they existed. <laughs> so, we, whenever we interview musicians, Tom always asks them their feelings on music videos. And some love them and some absolutely hate doing their music videos. What experience have you had with artists? Do they gen do they seem to despise it or do they have a good time?
2: The majority thoroughly enjoy it because it's a rush I mean that is that is kind of the it's it's the the extension of the stage for them you know they are performers they like to perform so they're usually drawn to wanting to make music videos unless you're talking to some seasoned vets and they're like it's pain in the ass it's literally what you were saying before it's the reason why there's so many lyric videos now because you've got seasoned artists that are like this is nonsense why are we doing this (laughs) um so you know it 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 varies but i would say the majority are, are very into making their videos and actually put a lot of effort and energy and you know to, to try and get a message across what they're what they're trying to do sound wise they want to get across visually and, and attract people from that but it's awesome. advertising at the end of the day i mean it's, it's literally exactly. exactly it's a three-minute ad <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: what's the uh, what's the longest video you've ever had to do where you've been like oh my days guys
2: can we just get this done oh uh that would be billy corrigan we did an 18 minute video um yeah it was a bunch of songs mashed together and that was crazy because we filmed it was all green screen and when i got the project i knew that it was all going to be built in a, a crazy visual world but the irony is i had never opened up after effects in my life um until I shot, until we finished shooting. And I had all the footage. And I had about three weeks to create an 18-minute music video using After Effects, Holy having shit. never opened it in my life. It was a, it was a interesting three weeks after that. <laughs> <laughs> Christ. So we did it.
1: <laughs> the one thing I always wonder when it comes to music videos is how many times do you reckon you hear the same song over and over again?
2: Oh my god! Because I also edit and do post, it's it's mind-numbing. I mean, my my wife has literally freaked out and banned me from playing. Like she's like, you've got to use headphones. She's like, I'm gonna lose my mind if I hear that song one more time. <laughs> it's not even hearing a full song. It's like hearing ten seconds and then reversing, and then hearing ten seconds and reversing, and hearing ten seconds. So yeah, I, when I when I finish a music video, I don't need to hear the song for a while. I'm good. No wonder it listed to classical music, Paul. Yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Because is it Um, playing all the time on set as well? What's up? Is it playing all the time on set as well as you're filming it?
2: Oh yeah, over and over again. Every time they they have to sync up to it. Unless you're doing narrative, you know obviously you're not doing it for narrative. Unless you have to get the actors into kind of the vibe uh, of what it's about. But we usually pick other music to kind of get people into the vibe. (laughs) <laughs> just depends on what mood you want to get. So you find the right music for that mood. You've done some incredible
1: music videos. Like when I was doing my research with this, I found that you did Murder Dolls Dead in Hollywood, who one of my favorite bands of all time, Snuff with Slipknot, I even done stuff with Miley Cyrus and Snoop. Are there any that like stand out to you for whatever reason, whether you just finished it and you're like, damn, that's good work, Paul. I'm good. Or it's just the process was really good fun. Or...
2: Uh, Snuff was amazing. Like I, I love. That, that whole project, just because it was so different for the band um, and Clown and I got to work together on that one. Um, that one definitely has a, a soft spot. Uh, Sing for My Ken was a hell of a lot of fun. You know, anytime a band comes to you and says we want to make a Star Wars movie, we're like, cool, let's go do it. Uh, <laughs> that was awesome. That was a great experience. Um, Miley and Snoop, funny you brought them up, is one of the most bizarre experiences I've ever had on set, Um, mainly because both of them were super awesome, like completely not what I thought what either were gonna be. You have preconceptions of what an artist is gonna be like before you meet them. Uh, And I remember showing up to set and it reeking of weed, like crazy. Like I've never smelled that much weed in my entire life. And I was like, oh, Snoop's here. And they're like, no, he hasn't shown up yet. I'm like, what are you talking about? And then. Out walks Miley and she's like hi nice to meet you and i'm like oh right
1: (laughs) that's why you two are working together and i
2: and i have to say she was maybe one of the coolest artists i've ever worked with she was awesome like totally genuine down to earth very cool to the entire crew um no ego no nonsense she was awesome uh and snoop was great too they were a lot of fun beautiful that's a thing with Miley. For all the bad pressure gets to things, I've never heard a
3: bad
1: thing said about her as a person. She seems exactly. like a really yeah. nice person.
2: Yeah, talented, gets it. Like she's she's great. She's so, good genes in that family. Yeah. <laughs> um, you have a website, and I a hope I'm not. Yeah, you are a crappy one. Yeah, I, but I wouldn't know, say I, crappy. But I have to. That, that you know, every about five years, my wife is like. Have you updated your sign? I'm like shit now. <laughs> <laughs> I've got five years
0: with the shit's put on there. God yeah. damn it! This could be a year. Yeah,
2: Boda. Boda? Bowder,
0: Bowder. Do apologize for the
2: pronunciation. Not all good. My my. Uh, back when I was in England, when I was in Brighton, someone tried to get me to describe what my work was like, and I said, "I don't know. It's somewhere between Bauhaus and Dada." Like I love the structure of Bauhaus and I love the chaos of Dada. I'm kind of somewhere right in the middle. And so that's where Bauda came from. So it's Ah. you know half Bau, half Dada, so (laughs) structured chaos. (laughs) That needs to be the tagline.
1: Bauda, half Bau, half Dada.
3: Exactly. (laughs)
0: Um, But yeah, when I was looking through it and obviously done quite a lot of adverts of some massive ass companies. Pepsi, I think, was one. I saw Kevin Hart on there. Yeah. Um, like, unbelievable. Did your work with music videos help you to get to work on adverts, or were you doing both of them side by side?
2: No, absolutely. I think when the music industry started falling apart, um, I needed to find a way to pay a mortgage, and advertising seemed like a logical solution. Oh, yeah. I actually, I actually really enjoyed The irony to all of this is that I'm currently a, a creative for Pepsi. Like they're internal. Uh, really? So I do that as well as still directing, you know, designing, producing, do all of that at the same time. Uh, oh, so I do a ton for Mountain Dew, Pepsi, like all of, all of the Pepsi drinks. I do a ton of work for them. Awesome. You don't see it on the site because I rarely ever post it. But <laughs> that's, that's how my, my days are kept busy for the most part.
0: Damn. Do you have any time to live?
2: Eat, breathe at all? I do, but I'm a workaholic, <laughs> so. I love creating. My downtime, I go out and shoot. Like I go out and shoot photography because that keeps me sane. Which I noticed on your Instagram. Yeah, thank you.
0: Absolutely stunning, some of them photos. I saw a painting of waterfalls. Oh my ass, unbelievable. (laughs) I'm not, arts never really grabbed me, but when I saw it, I was just there looking at it for ages. I even turned to my other half and was like, have you seen seen this? Look look at that, that's incredible. (laughs) Well,
2: I'm just stunning. My uh, my 20-year goal, when I'm ancient senior citizen at this point, will be doing fine art photography for the rest of my life. When I no longer have to get on a Zoom call and I can just go be, <laughs> that that will be the long-term goal. I probably won't make anything off of it, and and will you know die completely broke. But I'll be very happy. <laughs> <laughs> that's all that matters. That's all that matters. As long as you're happy, mate, That's all that matters. Yeah. I figure as long as my daughter gets through high school and into college, uh, then I'm good. Then I can can just go make fine art and sell them to my friends. Stunning.
1: (laughs) With your commercial work, is it like a similar process to music videos or is it a complete other end of the spectrum sort of work?
2: In some ways, similar in many ways, very, very different. Um, There's a lot more money involved in commercials. And with that comes a lot more people and there are a lot more levels of people that are involved in making those decisions. So, you know, from a, from a creative standpoint, you, you want commercials to be as creative as they can possibly be. But at the end of the day, you're looking at a committee of 20 to 30 people that are making decisions on it that are way above your pay grade. Um, So you're trying to do the best you can and, and get the creative out there, but dealing with the pressures of, of all sides, getting their, two cents in so it's a trickier process for sure
1: i can i can imagine it's been like very different and, but yeah because you know like you say you've got like a room full of the marketing department who know exactly what they want and they're just like go make that pool
2: yeah good do it well the best is when you're Almost fifty, and you've been doing this for thirty plus years, and you have a twenty-two-year-old telling you the way it should be. Oh. So you kind of have to wrap your head around that a little bit and be like, "Okay, cool." You don't <laughs> have to call him sir do you? No. Oh, God. God.
3: <laughs> so I, don't- I,
2: I do have to have some of them explain to me why TikTok exists and and does it really have to? Like, does-
0: <laughs> yeah, tell me about it
2: why is this
0: a thing please why have you just taken vine away and made it longer
2: exactly uh no but it's good i mean it, it, it it's a lot of fun I, I love doing commercials i actually love working with the people i work with um and i make fun of the younger generation but honestly they bring in fresh ideas that this old brain can't think of so i'm all for it um as long as they're cool about it i'm cool about it if if they try and take some kind of aggressive pitbull stance then i have issue with it <laughs> but if they want to just work and create i'm i'm totally down so it doesn't really phase me it's
1: incredible you're a wonderful human you're very humble this is yeah. very yeah i was i was looking through some of the commercials you worked on and there's one that stood out to me particularly what was it like shooting lionel Richie sitting on a bed? <laughs> kind of awesome actually cool. gonna say, that's gonna be a top cool.
2: 10 life experience right there <laughs> um just to say that i shot lionel richie on a bed yeah yeah i mean it's not that great of a commercial but it was a hell of a lot of fun to do <laughs> I ju- I ju- it was for his sheets for jc like yes it was just, yeah. um but no he was he was an amazing human being um Again, one of those people that you just don't know what you're going to get until you're on set with. And he was just totally humble, sweet, great to everybody. Um, and honestly, it was just a thrill to kind of hang with him for a day. <laughs> and the fact we got a commercial out of it, I was like, great.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was just watching, I was thinking, what must that day have been like where you get that call going, uh, we want you to go film a sheet commercial with Lionel Richards. Like, Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Phenomenal. It's amazing. So just quickly wanted to touch back on on the music video side of it. You were nominated for a Grammy, is that right?
2: That's right, yeah, for uh, Jack White and Alicia Keys for a Bond theme that they did. So That must have been surreal and working on a Bond theme alone. It it was very bizarre and, and surreal that it was the two of them. Um, because it was a really cool combination to see those two come together to create something. Again, two really, really cool human beings um, that are completely from different worlds that just melded creatively and and did something pretty amazing. It was a lot of fun. I I thoroughly enjoyed doing that. Got to go hang out in France for a couple of weeks while they did the post. I actually didn't do the post on that, but I oversaw it over there. So I, I have no complaints about that video at all. It was a lot of fun to do.
0: I bet you've been able to travel the world to music videos, though. Like, I bet you've seen some amazing places. I have
2: definitely traveled a lot. Yeah, I love love to travel. The, the craziest one was a band from Brazil that basically stopped me for a year. <laughs> yeah, just just because they wanted me to do a video for them. Um, and, you know, they had no budget, whatever. And I was like, fine, I'll come down. You, you can I desperately want to see Brazil but we got to go shoot it out in the Amazon. And they're like, cool. I was like, all right, then I'm coming. What? Uh, <laughs> so I did this video and they ended up being truly astounding human beings and loved every minute of it. Um, a band called Madam Satan. I don't think they're a band anymore. Great um, name. But went down and, and did a couple of videos for them uh, over a couple oh, of days. of And the, the edge of the Amazon.
1: It was awesome.
0: Oh, damn, it must have been stunning just for the surroundings
2: it was great it was a lot of fun
0: is there anywhere that you really want to go you haven't been yet
2: a couple of bucket list items iceland for sure i keep trying to write treatments for iceland but nobody's good um (laughs) (laughs) that one's hot up there um i've done a fair amount of asia i've done almost all of europe um done a good chunk of south america Africa, I would love to get to. I have yet to be. That's the, one of the last remaining continents I have left. <laughs> Need to get there at some point. Need to conquer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I've uh, been to Australia, but not New Zealand. Would love to get to New Zealand. Would love to go shoot there. That would be a lot of fun.
0: I only ever uh, laid over in Iceland. I was only there for a couple of hours. Um, uh, I,
2: I'm, I'm going in the next year. I decided that that's my presence myself when I turned 50. I'm going to Iceland.
0: Yes, Amazing. Absolutely yes. incredible. It looks stunning. I looks incredible. Well. Yeah. That's but when we talked about the Jack White, so because I've got an IMDB credit for you here for Quantum of Solace. Was yep. that the Jack White and Alicia Keys thing? Or was this completely completely separate? No, that was it. That was what it was for. Oh, was that what it was for? okay. Yep. It, it just it said crew perfect. files. It's like, what's crew
2: files mean? <laughs> no, that was that was the it was the theme for Quantum of Solace. <sighs> it, was, it was for that film. So
1: as we were saying about that, being nominated for a Grammy, does that mean you actually got to go to the award ceremony? You got yeah, to go to the
2: I, I actually went with <laughs> I Went with my dad. He was awesome. Um, my dad passed away a few years after it, and so it was a great experience. Like, he and I got to kind of go hang out and be a part of it. And they give you, when you get nominated for a Grammy, they give you these medallions, um, this kind of very heavy medallion as being a nominee. And... Didn't care about that. Like I didn't care about the awards, didn't care. I was just, it was fun to go just for the experience. knew there was a shot in hell that it was gonna win. Uh, I think Weezer won it, I'm pretty sure that year. Um, so I just, I had zero pressure. Like it was awesome. I just got to go be a participant <laughs> to kind of hang out. so cool. And at the end of it, this medallion that they gave me, I gave to my father-in-law and they keep it as like a shrine in their house. And I'm like, oh yeah, I totally forgot about it until I go visit him I'm like, oh, there it is. <laughs> <laughs>
1: There's that, there's that time I got nominated for a Grammy, that, that little old thing.
2: Yeah, but, I don't know, Awards don't mean anything to me. I, I know they mean a lot to a lot of people. Like it's, I like creating. So I, I, as long as I can create, I'm happy. If, if it makes and inspires people, cool. I, I don't, you know, the awards and accolades for it don't do much for me. So
1: with such a huge catalogue of work and all the people you've worked with, artists, companies... Is there anyone that you still really want to work with? Tom Waits.
2: I should, I should have back. known that, really. Shouldn't like ago, that. I, you know, I just, there's something about uh, the, the guy oozes creativity like I've never seen any human ooze in my entire life. <laughs> it's just, it's so fucking bizarre that I just, I want to kind of sit with him for a day and pick his brain and see where he wants to go. Um, whether you like his music or not, the guy is just incredibly creative. And so for me, I think it's that's, that's more the allure there, is, is that kind of liquid creativity that he has that I would love to tap into. So that to me would be kind of the, the moment. I will say there was a moment that, uh the, the first concert I ever saw in my life, and this is really going to seriously date me, um, <laughs> was Purple Rain. That was the first show i had ever seen in my entire life wow the first concert i ever went to and getting to work with him kind of a couple years right before he died was was a big moment and so that was maybe one of the only times that i had that kind of flutter of holy shit, i'm near kind of this god of of a human and uh he squashed that quickly when i said hey my first concert i ever went to was was purple rain and he went cool And then I snapped out of it, and all was good, and we like created some cool videos. So, what did you was, do with
1: Prince? I didn't, I didn't spot that. I
2: did two videos for him. I did uh, uh, one with Q Tip, um, Chocolate Box, and he did a cover of Crimson and Clover. So we shot both of those. So, oh wow, two videos for him. That was great. It's the only time I've ever seen an entire crew stop what they were doing and watch i've never ever seen that we'll probably never see that again the second he walked on and started performing you it, it was dead silent everybody was glued to a monitor watching him because it was just wow. kind of that moment of awe kind of for everybody it was cool that is That's phenomenal
0: because obviously you've done some static x videos as well and obviously then wayne static sadly passed away as well yep. um, but great band and obviously they've obviously reformed the new singer and stuff but Um, You have worked with some unbelievable people. Is there any mental, other than obviously the fact that your studio must burnt down, any other mental crazy stories you've got from time working on music videos? From music videos? Or just in general, just in general, Paul? Well,
2: yeah, so early in my career, um, the craziest moment I ever had that will definitely be in the autobiography someday was with Dave Mustaine. Okay. (laughs) Capital. (laughs) Uh, I just started working at Capitol and uh, Hugh Son did the artwork for Euthanasia so this is back Euthanasia for that and uh, there were a a ton of changes that had to be done on the album uh, from credits and you know just minimal kind of just design changes that needed to be done and so they stuck me in my office with Dave it was just the two of us he came and came into my office, was in a shitty mood because he was convinced that the label hated him and was trying to destroy his career. He was paranoid that the label was out to get him. And he literally took out a tape recorder, slammed it down on my desk and pushed record and said, I'm recording all this. So when you fuck up, I know who to blame. And I was like, nice to meet you. My name's Paul. Oh my God. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that, that was like... Oh, so this is the music industry. Cool. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, needless to say, I don't think he was very happy with Capital at the time. <laughs> I think that might and be And I think I got the print of that. I'm sure he's a decent guy, but that was my experience, and it was hilarious. So <laughs> wow. I did changes with him over my back, verbally saying, and I would have to say, yes, I made the change so-and-so on page nine, and I would have to say it verbally, so it was on the audio tape for him to kind of record all of it. <laughs> That's nuts It was crazy
1: <laughs> What did you think your position in the company was In order to be able to fuck his band over
2: I have no <laughs> idea. No clue But it was sheer comedy <laughs> <laughs>
1: That is bonkers are you, With your career Are you much of a sentimental person In the case like Do you keep like things from any set
2: Or whatnot, like memories I'm not a thing person You know, it's people have asked me that before. And and I'm not, I've never been a thing person. It's it's always about going to create the next thing that I can find and not looking back on, you know, I, I, it's funny. I've done one other podcast in my life. Someone, someone interviewed me for a podcast and there was one point that he was talking about an album that I worked on that I literally had no memory of doing like zero. And so as he's talking to me, I'm like Googling going. Motherfucker, I did do that album. Like, I had no clue, and it was an audio slave album. I mean, it was an audio slave album that I did that I completely forgot about, um, and until he mentioned it. So no, I don't like. I don't. I don't keep track of you know things from sets or from from things. You know, I'm, I'm not that kind of person. Though I did have a lot of wacky, morbid props forever after Manson, and finally it years ago, thank God. I used to have an embalming table for my dining room table until my sister came to visit with her kids and said, "There is no way in hell my kids are eating at that table."
1: Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'll get a tablecloth; it'll be fine.
2: Oh, you're right, right? So,
1: gotcha. <laughs> That's incredible. I love the fact you forgot working with Audio Slave. That's amazing. I
2: didn't forget the movie. I didn't forget the videos, but I totally forgot about the one album I did because I only did the cover and it was like a quick favor for somebody. I had completely forgotten about it, so hundred percent forgotten about. it. Whoops. <laughs> 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 to be fair, though, I, when I was looking
1: at what albums he's worked on for Art, I was on Discogs and just going. I must have been scrolling for about half an hour. I was like, this keeps going.
2: Wonder. Do, I, I don't like, think it never stops. The listed, like honestly, like, it's, I, I stopped counting after it was like four hundred and fifty. I stopped counting. Like I just, I have no clue how many it's been since then because uh, I just kind of gave up. <laughs> so trying to remember every single one is a bit of a trick. <laughs> Damn.
0: Did you never want to get into like TV or movies at
3: all?
2: Yeah, I've been actually attached to several films. That's how crazy the movie world is. Um, someday, I would love to do a feature, but <clears throat> I've been very close on, on several, but they just haven't happened yet. Ah, I would love to. That would be incredible. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. They're, they're missing out, Paul. It's their loss.
2: Oh, well, thank you. Actually, Corey, Corey Taylor and I came up with a hell of an idea that we tried to get turned into a series that was really close, and we actually almost got it there, and that would have been a hell of a lot of fun. So might have to bring that back to life, someday. Can it was we a little, that, do
0: you want to leave that in there? Um,
2: Don't
0: leave it, that hidden for a bit.
2: Yeah, I'm trying to think if I can do it ambiguous enough to not give away kind of what it was about. Um, but it it was a twisted kind of religiously driven sci-fi that was okay. that was very dark um and it was basically ultimately the story of uh jesus and satan um in modern time but in a very unique way and, and so where their roles one. were reversed it was very cool
1: <laughs> what is it with you and finding musicians that want to do films about jesus and
2: <laughs> you yeah. know Musicians have a lot to say. That's, that's kind of what I love. That's why I've loved music world for so long. It's like they, they have some dark souls and they have some things they want to say and I am more than happy to help them kind of visualize what those dark things are.
0: I, I really hope that gets off the ground. I really do. I'd love to watch that.
2: That would be a lot of fun. to sing to So, so this
1: this might be like asking you to pick a favorite child, but if someone was to ask you like one or two things that, you know, you've done in your career that you're so incredibly proud of, that you would like, look at what I did. What would they be?
2: Honestly. Um, and, and the, the funny part is I'll, I'll tell you a second part of this story afterwards that makes it even funnier, but it's probably when Antichrist superstar was, was held up on the Senate floor the United States uh, by Tipper Gore um, and uh, shit, who was the other guy? Hardcore Republican. Basically, both of them held it up on the Senate floor and said, this is what's wrong with America and this is what's wrong with the youth. Um, calling out Manson for for all of his, you know, everything that he was doing from Antichrist. And it was the front page of the Wall Street Journal and I think that is the only memorabilia I have kept is that front page of the Wall Street Journal of saying that This is what's wrong with the youth of today. (laughs) That was great. So now the second part of that story is my daughter is just turned 10 yesterday and she is 100% media free. Meaning she's never watched a TV show, never seen a movie, like never been on an iPad. Like she's oblivious to all of it. She lives in this kind of beautiful, amazing world full of creativity without any of that. Uh, And there was a, a book, uh, The History of Graphic Design. And Antichrist was in there and she was flipping through and she's like, Dad, this is you. Like, this is your name in here. And I was like, Yep. And she's like, What is this? <laughs> so I, had to, I had to have a, a lengthy conversation with my daughter about what that was and what it was all about. And it was hilarious. <laughs> when she's that older, when actually watch things, she'll be like, I had no clue what you did. Like, you told me you were a director. I didn't know what that meant.
1: <laughs> I didn't know you were wrong, wrong with the youth of America, Dad. Exactly.
2: <laughs> she's in the bathroom, she'd be like, you now make so much more sense to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is
1: incredible. Uh, Tom, before we start wrapping up, you have any more questions?
0: Yeah, I mean, did you ever think, Paul, that when you started out your, little biz- your business when you were 12 years old, that this is where you'd be today?
2: Absolutely not. Like I, I had no real, I, I thought I would be doing corporate graphic design for the rest of my life, doing annual reports and, you know, it it changed and evolved and, and went all over the place completely uh, in a path that I never saw, but grateful for it. I love it.
0: <laughs> I'll bet what a job to have. It's quite unique. So just,
1: just wonderful. Well, thank you have just have you got anything that you're working on at the moment or soon to be released that you're allowed to talk about that we can all keep an eye out for
2: um well the i don't even know if i can say it um i mean there's always commercials that i'm doing but those aren't that exciting to say hey go buy some sugar water um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, the, the band that I'm going to Zurich for is going to be a hell of a lot of fun. So shooting four videos back-to-back that are all narrative-driven. Uh, very dark. I haven't done anything dark in years. And this is about as dark as it comes, so it will be a hell of a lot of fun to go create. So look for that soon. I don't, I'm not sure if I can mention who it is, so That's I won't yet. But Fair enough. excited for that.
1: <laughs> Paul, this has been so much fun. But before before we let you go, we like to play a little game of our guests.
2: If you're willing to play. Absolutely. We can't have to get naked though. I'm turning off my monitor. Oh, I'm out. No, (laughs) (laughs) we call it the
1: quick fire round. We literally ask you five questions and you answer them as quick as possible. Okay. So first one, your first ever celebrity crush.
2: Oh God. Um, First ever celebrity crush? Probably uh, Marianne from Gilligan's Island. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I sure that. I jerked off to her when I was 12 or 14. Of, i was
1: show her my Dairy Queen. Anyway, <laughs> uh, what would be your go to karaoke song?
2: Uh, well, I've only done karaoke once in my life and it was When Doves Cry by Prince. So let's go with that. And it was oh. terrible. Thank oh, God, God didn't exist back then because I would not live that day. <laughs> <laughs>
1: what, was, what is your favourite pizza topping?
2: Oh, uh, green pepper. Really? That's interesting. Yeah. That's
1: an interesting one. Yeah. Who would play you in the movie of your life in Hanson to Manson the movie? <laughs>
2: um, I'm not going to remember his name, but I will have to get your help for what his name is. You guys know the actor that was on Game of Thrones that was um, the <clears throat> basically courting Cersei, um, and, and he kind of he was from the Iron. I forget what his name is, but he's he's some heavy set looking guy with a beard. <clears throat> Real asshole <laughs> On the show I think uh, I know what you mean But I can't think really of his name I can't Someone called me out on that Said you look exactly like him And I was like Oh I do Let's get that guy To play me in a movie <laughs> I was getting, uh, getting Den vibes to
0: be I was getting Johnny Depp vibes
2: Oh please I met Johnny Depp He was awesome um, Oh really When we were doing Hollywood He was, he was hanging out at the, at the mansion He was an awesome guy He was super cool oh, that's, that's amazing, amazing. But yeah, I, th- I think it would be a bit of a letdown for him to go do my life story. But sure, if you want to go with Johnny Depp. Uh, yeah, yourself. it was good.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and last but not least, if you could go in a time machine and go back to young Master Paul Brown, what is one piece of advice you would give him?
2: I would go back and say invest. Invest heavily. So when you were 40 or 50 years old, you can just do fine art photography for the rest of your life. <laughs> <laughs> that is what I would tell it. <laughs>
0: you'll, you'll get there one day, though. There'll be yeah. the, the time, Your time will come, Paul, don't you worry. Well, just, Yeah, it's, it's definitely coming. You can just relax, chill, not to talk to anybody and just
1: paint your heart's content. There you go. Paul, this has been so much fun. Thank you so much for doing this. No, thank you, guys. This was a lot of fun greatly
0: appreciate like I said for taking the time out to speak to us as well we thank you so much Paul thoroughly enjoyed every single second of
2: this absolutely and vice versa all right guys have a good one just
1: amazing the stories, incredible like that Marilyn Manson story is one of the most fucked up things I've ever heard in my life
0: it's Nuts. <laughs> and obviously about his, his whole studio went up in flames yeah like, insane it's absolutely crazy um, and then met a really famous director at the same time <laughs> <laughs> PR thank you so much for spending your time with us we really really appreciate you You know you're on a very busy schedule um, and we hope you guys enjoy listening to it as much as we did recording it
1: and that was a lot so yeah but Mr Stevens are you ready? oh I do love this part it's audience participation time baby yes
3: It's time to participate
1: in Jamie's Audience Participation Challenge. What has he asked you to do this week? Oh, my brothers. And it's a Christmas special. The other week, I did Scenes We'd Like to See, the sci-fi version, and it went down pretty well. So I thought, you know what? It's Christmas. Let's have a Christmas edition of Scenes We'd Like to See. People that don't know it is an improv game, so unlikely lines to hear in a Christmas movie. What say you, Mr. Stevens?
0: Would you like to shit on my chest?
1: Yeah, you definitely wouldn't hear that in a Christmas movie.
0: <laughs> no, I, I was giving this quite a lot of thought and I was just like, I don't really know. Um probably like, Santa, why have you killed all the red deer? <laughs>
1: <laughs> just something really horrific.
0: And then they'd take the zombies and start eating him. <laughs> that'd be amazing, wouldn't it? That would be amazing. I'd so bring the like, hell out of it. Yeah, fuck you, reindeer. But then like Rudolph's like... that <laughs> I think he goes back to life Was he's like... Bleh. Now I really want like a Resident Evil Christmas crossover sort of thing. That'd be amazing. His, his red nose shoots lasers. Yeah, that'd be amazing. <laughs> so then Star Wars gets involved The Darth Vader appears. Everyone's like, what the fuck's going on? <laughs>
1: <laughs> the one I thought of was a very obvious one And I'm pretty certain one of our listeners took it So I'm just going you to know, leave it for them But do you know what, it's Christmas And I like to mix things up at Christmas The first one I'm going to read Is Mr. Ryan Williams Oh, Merry Christmas Ryan He says Nothing better than a hand-blown pickle what? Not only should that sentence never be in a Christmas But it should never be heard on Christian radio station either you is probably right <laughs> Nutsy says, God bless us, everyone. Shut up and eat your dog food, Tim, or you're going back in the cage. (laughs) Janet Bowen, mommy and daddy have told a fat old man he can creep into your room tonight when we're all asleep. Isn't that wonderful? (laughs) Matt Rose, damn it, Jimmy, you're supposed to write to Santa, not Satan. (laughs) Douglas Ransom, now for the nutty fruitcake soaked in booze. Come on down, Grandma. (laughs) Travis King. Wow, a Lynx Africa gift set. I love it. (laughs)
3: I love that one. That's
1: good. Daniel Horton. We'll get in next time, Marv. I happen happen to be friends with Michael Jackson. (laughs) (laughs) He's
3: dead.
1: Jason Houlihan. Oh, my God, my arm is stuck in the chimney. Wait, what are you doing, Step Santa? (laughs) That might have been my favourite one. (laughs) Ben Wilmot. Can't we just have oven chips instead? (laughs) (laughs) No. Enjoy your pigs in blankets. (laughs) David Stevenson. Santa sighed with relief as he unloaded his bulging sack. That was the one I thought of. Jake Nixon. This Christmas, Harry and Marv visit the wrong house. The only house that isn't the McAllister's. Harry and Marv in the human centipede. Oh, no. (laughs) Jordan Alden, That's not what I meant when I asked you to stuff the turkey. (laughs) Kevin Brown. And the last one, I didn't know you had to poke air holes when you wrapped a puppy.
0: Oh, (laughs) no. No. (laughs) (laughs) There was one that somebody wrote, I think, that I
1: saw, which was like, happy Easter. (laughs) Yes, I did say that I had that many, even then I had to cut a couple out because like, I had that many. Oh, so good. Incredible. Like,
0: love everybody participating in this challenge. We just love it. Like, we can't thank you all enough for all of your participation in Jamie's challenge. Like, we really do appreciate it. And a Merry Christmas to you all. And if you do enjoy Jamie's participation challenge, you know I'm going this, don't you? And you enjoy oh. Callum's teachings. You know, where you definitely know you're following me right now. Then you love Tom's journal. Look at you. You stood right next to me. You want to know what's next, but you already know what's coming. Then you'll appreciate the 20 editions of the Chronicles of Podcast, which you'll find wherever you get your podcast from. Jamie, what's happening
1: next week, Jamie? Next week, we are giving you all a little New Year treat. Yes. Because we figured, you know what? We know quite a few people like to enjoy our show on the YouTubes. So do you know what? We're going to give you the rest of the show on the YouTubes. So you will see our catch-up bollocks at the start. You will see Callum's teachings. You will see Tom's journal. You will see my participation challenge. And we've got brand new adverts and jingles and everything. You might as well call this season two because we're upgrading, baby. Absolutely. 2022 is coming with a fucking bang
0: on New Year's Eve. You will get the interview, as always, on the YouTube, but you will now get the full show of the Chronicles of Podcast starting the 31st of December. Aren't you all lucky little beans, eh? So, yeah, as Jamie said, you'll get all of those beautiful little segments, but they'll be separate from the interview video, so you can now watch the show as much as you like. And then you can also... Come and listen to our hashtag WBW's Way Back Wednesdays, which will also be on our YouTube from Wednesday, the what date of January? The uh, 5th. The 5th of January, yeah. You'll be able to come watch our full little segments at the beginning before the Way Back Wednesdays. Hashtag WBW. It's the Cup of Cheer movie this week. I hope you all thoroughly enjoy it. If you've not listened to it yet, if you've not watched it yet, Why? Um, so you can follow us at our YouTube channel at The Chronicles of Podcast. Please hit that subscribe button. Uh, get on Spotify. Get on Google Podcasts. Apple Podcasts, etc. If you're out and about, to get our show wherever you may go, hit that subscribe button. You can also follow us on Facebook at The Chronicles of Podcast. <laughs> Jamie, do you know where else you can find us?
1: Uh, I don't know, but I'm betting you can tell me. On the Twitter <laughs> at TCO Pod. Jamie, do you know where else you can find us? Um, trying to slide
0: down someone's chimney? apps are fucking on the Instagram at T-C-O-Pod. You can also follow us on TikTok. Not that we really use it all that often, but we're still there. We're there. You can, you can come and have a look yeah. at T-C-O-Pod. You can also now come and join us at our wonderful, beautiful, excitingly, deliciously sexy website at www.thechroniclesofpodcast.com. <laughs> dot com <laughs> where you can read all about us all about me Jamie Callum and Ori our wonderful manager and social media partner she is fucking incredible for all the work she does behind the scenes you can also come check out all of our episodes they're all on there for you to enjoy and get in your face and of course there's all of our wonderful and beautiful affiliations and sponsors with Stay Cozy the Sophie Lancaster Foundation and Sizzcast, the Chronicles of Podcast. Downloaders, reviewers, tell all of your friends about us. Writers, reviewers, allow us into your ears. Share us, and most importantly, always call it the Chronicles of Podcast. Merry fucking Christmas to all of you, and thank you so much for listening to our show for the past year. We, you know, we've always been tr- tr- tumultuous. That's the word I was looking for. A word that's very hardly used. I feel. Um, and we appreciate every single one of your support we really do every single one of you thank you so much for being on this journey with us we are so excited to join youtube in full as of next week Um, we thank you so much for all of your you know appreciation all of your entries into jamie's participation challenge you know if you've mentioned a treat to me personally or if you just thoroughly enjoyed those treatings, and you thoroughly enjoyed tom's journal and the interviews you know for all the people that watch them on youtube as well we want to thank you so very much to the bottom of our hearts have an absolutely unbelievable christmas guys and uh we will see you in the new year
1: indeed we will yeah it means the absolute world to people that followed us over from where we were before to join us now on this new channel we've gone on our own and we're absolutely loving life and it's amazing that people just take an hour or two out of their day to just tune in and listen to us talk absolute bollocks and it is wonderful and we appreciate it so damn much and you know who else we appreciate we appreciate mr matt roberts who delivers us our music on a weekly basis which is amazing to listen to and we appreciate our friends over at stay cozy their incredible incredible clothing line if you get some christmas money this year and you fancy a nice new hoodie a tee maybe some booty shorts head on over to staycozyclothing.com use that discount code the chronicles at checkout get yourself 10% off a little gift from mr braden barry himself And obviously, I'm going to say, as I say, every single episode, the Sophie Lancaster Foundation is a cause very near and dear and close to our hearts. Please go show them some support. Again, if you've got some Christmas money and you feel like being a little bit generous this year, getting yourself on Santa's nice list ready for next year, chuck them a couple of quid. It's been a hard time for charities during all this COVID malarkey. So help them out. It's an incredible cause for an incredible, incredible person. And, of course, can't miss our friends out at CISCast. They've just released a Christmas episode as well called Vic Toby. So go check that out. I do believe Mr. Stevens here is part of it as well.
0: I'm indeed playing the Sheriff King again in Vic Toby and the Santa Claus basher. Um, So please go on to anywhere where you get your podcasts slash audio dramas from and hit that subscribe button and check out Val Toby and Vic Toby, who'd be graciously appreciated
1: well, Mr. Stevens, this has been amazing. Merry Christmas to you, my friend.
0: Merry Christmas to you too, my friend. And to all who are listening to this show, we hope you enjoy this Christmas edition of the Chronicles of Podcast. I know it'll be uh, a thoroughly long episode and uh, we do appreciate if you've made it all the way to the end. So thank you so very, very much. Thank you to Stay Cozy. Thank you, Sophie Lancaster Foundation. Thank you, Sizzcast. Thank you, Matt Roberts for everything you've done for us this year. We appreciate you more than you could possibly ever imagine. Jamie, as for this week, I and us and everybody here, we'll see you all next week. Goodbye, everybody.